Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 180 of the Finger Guns podcast. Manoj Roscoe, how are you doing? I do hope you're well on these freezing cold November days. Oh, don't like it. Could be could be the hair. I don't know, but I'm feeling pretty cold. Joining me on this freezing adventure is Miles Thompson. Miles? It brought up the weather for some reason instead of clicking on you. I clicked the wrong task button. I don't know. Uh, hello there. Hello there. How are you? I'm good, thank you, mate. I'm good. I'm a bit tired today. It's just been one of those weeks, you know, it's been quite busy, as per usual. Um, but otherwise, good, thank you, mate. Good. How are you? Splendid. I am, yeah, I'm doing well. I've come off a long week at work. I've still got two more days to go. But, um, of course, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's it's all right. It's all it's work. It's work, it's you know? work we, indeed it is. We do it so we can play games and do podcasts. Yeah, that's the dream, isn't it? <laughs> We dream, we dream. And, one day. and joining me in Mars is Joshua Thompson. Hello, Fimber Winter is upon us. I have Fim- got the, the Thompson twins here. I like it. I'm very proud of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Brothers in arms. Indeed. How are you, Josh? Yeah, I'm all right. Uh, Miles actually calls me daddy. So, uh, but oh, that's, that's that's a very different podcast, Josh. <laughs> that's for another day. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to know this yet. They're not ready for that. Is this for the is this for the paid for OnlyFans finger guns? Premium. <laughs> it's, premium funny, tier. It's, it's funny you say that because we, me, Cat, and Miles have, have been talking about. Uh, is it appropriate? They're called like pay pigs. Have you heard of the term? Yes. Yeah. Um, just how strange of a concept it is, really. Uh, you just kind of give money and more money, and you just have someone say hello to you if they if you pay them enough, and it's incredible. Um, I don't know mm. where to sign up for that, but I'd like to. Yeah, I think it's a. I think as us as the podcast would invite a very niche audience. <laughs> um, whoever's just going to pay us money simply for asking them to. Yeah, just a little bit of attention. Yeah, we might need to do something. I might need to show like a foot sole or something, or like a little yeah, toe. You know? That's true. That's true. Complete anonymity. Just my ugly feet. So, <laughs> being yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Mars, Mars could probably make a fair bit of money on a weird corner of the internet with that Saturnalia mask and oh yeah, and his chest out. Yes. Say if he was recording the Hideo Kojima stuff last week with the Saturnalia mask and shirt off, that is that is mega bank. That is, we'd, be, think, we'd be rolling in it right it. now. I think we found our money-making scheme. We've got it. Yes. There it is, lads. There it is, lads. <laughs> I'm sure it'll terrify plenty. I probably will get banned, but, you know, we'll go for it while we can. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, I think this is the last episode of the podcast. We're going to make millions next week. <laughs> So <laughs> we won't need this podcast anymore. We, we don't need now. this anymore. <laughs> Go in. Video games are overrated. I have a lot of should we do two more just so we're at 182? All right then. All right. And then, and All right, then we'll then. call it quits and just be pay pigs. We'll get to a pod one eighty two and then yeah. Call it a day. We'll have earned yeah. our our keep. There's gotta be an audience for, for us somewhere, surely. I mean we'll the there deepest, darkest corner of the internet. There's 8 billion people on the planet now. There's got to be someone who would, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I bet there's some Saturnalia fan fiction that Mark could get involved in. Oh, my God, don't. 
I get weighed. No, I'm not even going to. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> it's too late. Was. Special we, we don't we, need. It's too late. We've already decided what we're going to do. It's happening. So um, if you could, uh, if you could please leave the NHS uh, next week and go to a full time job now, uh, Saturday day of war. I mean, I yeah. Um, can I get business cards? Uh, well, there's a two month probation period. All right. Okay. Um, we want to see how it goes, how we can float the money, how we can, yeah. you know, keep it going. Um, Josh and I will take um, 30% each. Fair. fair um, right. Leaving you with the, the lesser percentage, but doing all the work. But that's fine. Yeah, I mean, um, that seems fair. Yeah. That's capitalism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's how it works. You guys came up with the idea. I'm just here to haul myself out. You know, this is how it works. Uh, one Saturday off every uh, four and a half weeks. Oh, that's generous. Wow. Yeah. I was expecting one off a year. Yeah. Oh no, man. No, we 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 look after our people. You know, we look after our people. <laughs> you treat them well. Yeah, yeah. And I'll get you a uh, I'll get you a coffee from uh, McDonald's. Oh, even better. Not mm. refillable, of course. Just a single coffee. No, but please don't take the piss out of my uh, position that I'm offering you. <laughs> Taking um, advantage of your generosity. Yeah, you really so. are. You really are. Come on, let's just dial it back just a little bit. All right. It's not. It's not good enough. I'm getting above my station. <laughs> Josh, we're gonna have to call Miles in for a conversation. I think this is all getting a bit too far. Yeah, I, I think you're taking a bit too, too many liberties with that one. A bit too big for his boots. This guy just—he's got a Saturn idiom. I suddenly he's a millionaire on the internet. <laughs> My chest will be out too, <laughs> which will dampen the sales. I'm—I'm I'm certain of that. So let's get to game of the week and. <laughs> Let's see what we've been playing. Um, Kat may join us a little bit later on once we get a bit further into the pod. She is, um, she's gone to the gym. She's gone to better herself as a human. I... Who the hell is Jim? And what, what kind of cat? What know, kind right? of nonsense that? Miles, why are you not paying attention to this kind of stuff? Honestly, I'm, I'm oblivious. I'm just I'm not on it. <laughs> she's gone to like you know better her health and stuff. Why would she do that when she can talk video games with us? Honestly, I don't. I can't even fathom it. It baffles me. Baffles me, Roscoe. Absolute disgrace. Well, until then, we'll do what we do best, and we'll talk video games. So, Miles, what's your game of the week? So, I had a choice of two, so I'm just going to leave the other one for my recommendation. Um, I'm going to talk about Somerville first. It's um, it's a new studio, but it's kind of from all of the minds of Inside or Limbo. I can't remember which one, or potentially both. Don't even know if it was the same studio that made them because they're almost identical. Um, it plays exactly the same way, but the thing that I really like about Somerville is that it's a much more easy to grasp kind of why you're doing what you're doing. So it sets it up really nicely. I think you'd really like the opening in particular, Oscar. It's got like this really lovely um, melodic, like slightly melancholic like soundtrack at the very start. There's is no it dialogue. you in a um, Saturnalia space mask? Jesus Christ, man! <laughs> 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 just talking some like Italian chant or something. Um, and it's got no text, no dialogue. Everything's done just through environmental cues and like characters, behaviors, whatever, to kind of help you figure out what you're doing. Um, it's got this really nice kind of art style. It's a little bit kind of like watercolory um, and like smooth, like edges and textures and all that kind of thing. It looks really cool. Um, we were shown it at, I think it was, uh, was it GDC last year or Gamescom, one of them. Um, or E3 potentially and it kind of like blew a lot of people away and I think the art style goes a long way towards that um, it's lovely it's just a really 
lovely game to play. It's bleak. It's uh, like a post-apocalyptic. The world's kind of being invaded by these things that are like dropping from the sky, like a proper War of the Worlds type vibe to it. Um, and you're separated from your wife and your child, but you have your trusty canine companion with you, your trusty doggo. Um, so you set out to go out and find your wife um, and your child. And it's just really well done. It's uh, nothing too taxing. There's no weapons or combat or anything like that. There's just chase sequences where you're being hounded by these things that are invading, um, like puzzle solving, stuff to do. Um, and you've got this kind of mechanic where you can manip- manipulate light to like either destroy or to, to harden matter. Um so say, for example, if your path is blocked, you can use like a light source and then you kind of beam into it and it like melts whatever the alien stuff is. Um, or if you need to like cross like a, a river of water or whatever, um, you can like harden the surface of it to cross it. And then it kind of uses those two mechanics to build out loads of different puzzles. We have to switch between like melting and hardening things. Um, it just it's really superbly done. I did have a couple of problems. One is that the path thing is a bit all over the place. So like there's a chase sequence where you have to like avoid this giant beam of destruction. And I couldn't do it for like the first six times because I couldn't figure out exactly where the precise right path thing was for me to actually make it to the end without dying. Um and it took me like six goes and I realized I wasn't actually supposed to be doing that in the first place anyway. I was supposed to hide in a particular spot, but the game had no environmental cue for it. Um, and I had a couple of glitches. There was one where my character got stuck in this perpetual falling animation. So he was just swinging his arms in midair, but was falling into a rock and wasn't hitting the rock. And it just got stuck there, so I had to restart it. Um, but other than those couple of like minor issues, I think this is a really lovely game to play and it's worth experiencing. And the ending is trippy. So it kind of goes into like ever so slight kind of Matrix vibes in like the third act of the game. Um so yeah, I'd really recommend it. It's really fun. It's really good. Um, and it's short. It's only like three or four hours long. Um, so you can get through it, you know, in an afternoon or even a single sitting if you're so inclined. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to give it a shower. I think it deserves it. It is downloaded onto my Xbox. Um, Lovely. Ready to go. Because um, it's on Game Pass. I was going to say Game Pass vibe. And uh, yeah, I downloaded it with um, Pentiment as well. So I'm looking forward to kind of double billing those this weekend. I heard a lot about Pentiment. Looks interesting. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, Somerville. It's one that um I think I saw on one of the showcases was like, oh, that looks interesting. Yeah. So it's yeah, really I'm, good. I'm glad it's come out and uh, is doing its thing. It sets up some nice emotional stakes as well. Like inside a limbo I never got on with because I didn't really get what I was doing from the off. Whereas in this one it's very clear what you are doing and why you're doing it. So I was like, cool, I'm invested. I'm in. Let's go. Let's do this. So yeah, I think it's well worth checking out. Sounds like a 10 out of 10 Edith Finch kind of vibe. Oh, mm, I don't, you won't like it as much as Edith Finch. I'm going to, I would, I would stake my entire livelihood on that. <laughs> wow. That's big. Okay. I just know how much you love Edith Finch. <laughs> uh, Josh, your game of the week, sir. My game of the week would be Jurassic World Aftermath. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's set in the Jurassic World universe, so the current movie cycle that's been going on, it's between the first and second film. Um, I kind of don't like any of those films, which is a shame, because I love Jurassic Park. Um, But if you like the movies, you might like this game. Uh, It's basically a first-person, cell-shaded, stealth puzzler, where you essentially have to find these documents thanks to 
uh, Ashley Birch's character, Dr. Amelia Everett. Um, and you've, uh, to procure them, for some reason, I still don't know, and I finished it. Um, and the whole time, you're kind of hiding away from velociraptors and sometimes other dinosaurs throughout the game. Uh, it originally came out on the Oculus Quest, um, and then subsequently the Oculus Quest 2, when I think the, chap the second chapter came out. Uh, and this is all bundled together. So it's the Jurassic World Aftermath collection. Uh, it's a seamless transition between the two. There's no like breakups between the level anymore. Um, and it's, a, it's an all right time. I think my biggest gripe with it is, even though I have not played the game in VR, I've seen people playing it and I've, and I've seen their reactions to playing it. And I just wasn't with them when I was playing it myself. Um, there's a lot, it's, it, the, it's on Switch, um, I'll add. Uh, so, and it's only on Switch, it's not on uh, PlayStation or Xbox or anything like that. So this is the only console release for it. Um, and I just don't think the controls are nearly as fluid and um, kind of stealthy as you could be in VR. And I think it gets a little bit lost in translation when it comes to the port uh, on a 2D screen. Um, which is a shame because I think seeing footage of the VR footage, it actually looks really fun and actually almost kind of scary. Um, although it's really nicely cell shaded art style that could kind of cater to any age that wants to enjoy a Jurassic World game. Um, yeah, people were like frightened of Velociraptors and I think their AI to a point is too good. And I think like the movies, they obviously play off that the Velociraptors are geniuses. And I think Blue in particular is like one of the smartest because of some DNA transfusion that they did with it in movie lore. Um, and yeah, it's, it's short. So you, you're not like spending too much time with it. Um, I think it's like £25 in the Switch store. So it's not too much of an investment. Um, so if you like Jurassic World, you might enjoy this. Um, I think <clears throat> the puzzles are a bit too easy. The controls are a little bit clunky, um, but you will get some Jurassic World feel. I think one thing I wanted was a little bit of world building in it because, um, you know, like most games, you kind of have like audio logs or log books that you kind of read through and feel kind of the sense of the world that it's set in. And we know what the movies are. So like you've got a plethora to read through and enjoy. And it's just not there. Um, which is a which is a real shame because um, it kind of makes it feel a bit of a hollow game. Um, but yeah, the the kind of if you look past kind of the way it plays and just enjoy for what the game has to offer, then I think you've got something to enjoy there. In terms of it's kind of like the kitchen scene in Jurassic Park, but the whole game. Um, so you can have a bit of fun with it. Ashley Birch is obviously a standout. Oh, and there's. Uh, Jeff Goldblum and B.D. Wong in it as well, reprising their roles from the films. And they do an all right job. They're kind of, their interactions that you hear, because you don't see any of these characters, um, the interactions that you hear, they're fun enough. Um, they kind of fill out more of their character personality a little bit more than the movies. But, you know, I, I did a full write-up on the site um, and it was all right. It was, a, it was, good. It was a decent game, but I think... If you're going to play this, maybe play it on VR. And I think it's coming to PSVR too, if you're getting that. So look out for that.
Cool. Very cool. I like that Jeff Goldman pops up in every Jurassic thing now. <laughs> yeah. Because he's in, he's in the Evolution games as well, isn't he? I'm pretty sure he is. He is. Yeah, he's in both of the evolution ones. For always. some reason, they always are always able to get him. Always. <laughs> he's probably cheap. He probably loves it. Yeah, I think he money, loves money, it. money, money. Um, he's not. He's not very Jeff Goldblum in it, though. That's what I'll say. He's not got his Goldblumisms uh, when he's talking. He's actually playing it very straight. Mm. I don't know what about evolution if he has his little flares in there, but yeah, he's like, very like like he's reading that. a book. <laughs> Yeah, I think it is very much he's just reading whatever script is put in front of him. He's like, cool, yeah. fine. And yeah. I don't think they have the dialogue flair in these kind of games to be like, oh, how does Goldblum actually talk? Uh, we don't yeah. know. We'll just write him a script <laughs> and he'll just read it in his voice and people will go, cool, that's Goldblum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, his character in you know the, the movies is a lot more straight than kind of Goldblum is, I think. Is it that's more straight. so in Jurassic yeah. World, is it? Because I know in Jurassic um, Park, he's, he's kind, of, kind of got that iconic... Sh- you know, open shirt, breathing thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I recently watched uh, Dominion, which uh, the most recent one. Yeah, and um, he's not in it much, but yeah, it is. It is. It's a more straight version of Goldblum than, say, the Grandmaster from Thor. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he <laughs> yeah. was, where he was basically employed just to be Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. Um, but Ross, I, God, I wonder what your game of the week is. Well, 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 my friends. It's been a long time coming. But uh, my game of the week is Stroke the Dog. (laughs) Uh, That was expertly played, sir. This is intense stuff. No, Um, I guess it's Sonic Frontiers. Now, okay, look. I know Sonic games are not good. I love them regardless because it's my boy. I'm looking at him right now. In I've got a massive poster of him. He's my boy. Sonic Frontiers is by far, without question, the best 3D Sonic game that has been made since the original adventure games. Way back on the Dreamcast. However, it is not good. In the sense that it just doesn't know what it wants to be. The Sonic levels. So you have this big open hub world where Sonic's running around, he's taking down enemies, he's putting on the thing. The story beats are all based to here, you know. There's little mini game things that are fun to do, which is kinda kinda fun. But then they're interspliced by like classic speedy Sonic levels, uh 3D levels, where you just press forward and jump a few times. And then you try and get S ranks and try and get all the five rings and try and get all the rings and stuff like that. And those are fine. Um, they're fairly easy to S rank, to be honest. Um, I'm not saying that as a as a kind of pro gamer because I'm nowhere near a pro gamer, but um, they are all fairly simple, more so than I, I think than the ones they were in Forces. I mean, Forces was the clunky piece of shit anyway, but I think here they're definitely a lot more streamlined. These Sonic levels, but they're they're just you know they're just fairly simple to get through, and I find that quite surprising because. One thing I liked about Sonic in 3D is the challenge of getting S ranks and getting the correct amount of rings and red rings on these levels. It's the hub world, the open zone, as they call it, um, which is the issue. Um, it's the thing that we've all seen in the original trailers, the original posters, 
um posters like like the um the the uh, gameplay previews and things like that it's just a barren land of nothingness um there's pop-up i cannot believe i cannot believe there's pop-up in this video game um in 2022 in a world where nothing visually is happening all that impressively um sonic speed has to be upgraded you have to upgrade sonic speed in this game that doesn't make any sense to me sonic is just fast sonic does not need upgrades to be fast why am i running around as slow sonic it defies the point completely of who he is as a character he controls better in this game than any sonic game before him um i'll give him that he's got the side loop which is a very very cool new mechanic he is controlled very well if you want to draw out a giant dick you can draw out a giant dick and balls it's really fun uh but it's also very good in combat the combat is very good he got he has a lot of special new moves um you can combine them you can do great combos and you know that side of it is good that side of it works it's just it's just it just awful it just doesn't work cohesively and um maybe eight or nine hours into it now i've got the first batch of chaos emeralds and it was fun it's always fun being supersonic because that's always a laugh um it's always entertaining and it's always worthwhile never ever let you down being supersonic but it's just a disappointing world to be in because it is melancholy um there's this very weird slow piano music that plays in the background throughout the entire thing and it feels really odd because like hang on a minute i'm a blue hedgehog and i'm talking to a a pink hedgehog and i've got a golden friend here with two tails and yet everything's really really melancholy and really sad um it looks like you know the death stranding islands and it's just so weird it's such a weird dichotomy of what sonic is um and it doesn't work cohesively with the sonic levels that they that they provide because the tone doesn't match up the tone doesn't link up in any way and it's just it's really jarring um by far the best part of the game is the um the giant robot mech battles i mean they're so much fun um i really enjoy running around the open zone as fast as i possibly can um, which isn't that fast because you know his speed has been debunked for some reason um nerfing him just for no reason whatsoever just for any excuse to have another upgrade and but the robot yeah just like these massive mecha robots and someone is taking them on by himself and they're a lot of fun so my review is incoming um it is pretty much done um, it's unlike anything else I've ever written. Um, I hope you enjoy it when it goes up because it's going to be something a little bit different because I'm just at a point now where I can't take it anymore. And I was so excited. It is a good game. There's nothing truly terrible about it. Um, it does get all the things correct in the way that it should. Um, apart from the speed element, I find, I find that really frustrating. Um, but yeah, it will be up this week and... Well, see for yourself, I guess, is the best thing to say. I can't wait to read this. I cannot wait to read it. I'm so excited. <laughs> would you would you play a Sonic Frontiers 2? Yes. Yeah. I think I think the elements are there. Yeah. I think the biggest takeaway that the developers have, I think I saw someone one of them tweet saying kind of like, We're open to all feedback. This is basically gonna work for the next game, sort of thing. Like anything that you don't like, things that you do like like we're all lis- we're listening to this and we're gonna be implementing on that basically so yeah i saw footage of it and kind of like the popping and stuff like that is atrocious for a game where you're like zipping so fast through your levels that you're 
sometimes might hit the obstacle because it's not loaded in fast enough. Um, yeah. Which is a shame. But, and it's a shame to hear that you're quite mixed on it as, as is because it was probably one of your most anticipated for this year, wasn't it? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. And I don't suppose it cracks top three. It doesn't crack top 10. Top 10. Wow. Um, to be honest. But I like more about it than I don't like. And what did you find about the new voice? Were you okay with that? It's it's well, it's Roger Craig Smith, so I'm cool with that. Um, it? Yeah, it's just it's just again, it's a very melancholy version of Sonic. Yeah, um, I can tell it's I can tell it's Roger Craig Smith. You can hear it in yeah. certain moments. You go, oh, yeah, it's definitely definitely RCS for sure. Um, but again, it's all like. See, that's why uh, I can ask the question because I've seen footage of them of Sonic talking and it sounds like a very different Sonic. <laughs> like it's someone very, I mean, he's got his little quips still, but it's still in a very dour tone, isn't it? It's almost like an adult version. Mm. Uh, like like his voice is broken and he's all grown up, but you can, <laughs> you can still kind of tell it's, just, it, it's, it's the same Sonic. Yeah. It, oh, it's a weird one. I don't know. It's so difficult to to kind of comprehend i know i'm not going to be one of those sonic fans that's like hey it's good that means it's the best sonic game ever you know it's just it's not there is still a lot of work to do and the fact that the developers even acknowledge that is shocking in itself really um they're like did they have any faith in this thing at all it seems like a bunch of ideas they all they, they threw them all at the wall and they just everything that stuck they just used um and it looks like everything stuck to the wall <laughs> every idea they had um and cohesively it's just a bit of a mess but yeah anyway uh full review coming this week it's uh yeah it's interesting um i don't think my sonic forces one is on the site anymore i think it got uh blitzed in the the great uh takedown of 2020 but um that one was another i mean forces was just terrible so it was it was quite an easy one to write but it was just, it's more disappointing than angry. And again, you know, I'm kind of at that feeling again, where it's like, this has got to stop. Your development studio is called Sonic Team. You know, there's no one else that can do this. Yeah. And and you, and that's the thing. I think that's where the disappointment comes from, because you don't want the game to fail. You want the game to do really well. But yeah. then it's just like, oh, every time. Every time there's just something that's like, and the best game that has come out, Sonic, recently wasn't even made by them. It was made by a fan, basically, that got ended up commissioned to make it by the end. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Christian Whitehead is like the the hero of Sonic these days. You know, he was the guy that spearheaded Sonic Mania. He made the um, the mobile ports um, all those years ago, Sonic One and Sonic Two, and. Yeah, he's great. And Mania is a fantastic video game. There's no getting around it. Um, it's just, you know, the 3D ones, they still haven't cracked it. They still just don't know what to do with Sonic in 3D. And it's been pushing 30 years now. So we'll see what happens next. i tell you, though, as someone who doesn't uh, play many Sonic games at all, this was probably the closest I was to getting it to play it. If you were going to say really good things about it, and if more people were going to like rave about it it would have been a purchase for sure but yeah um i reckon it's gonna be one that pops up on a sale sub service at some point um and so you know if you 
if it turns up on PS Plus, then give it a bash for sure. Um, because it's it's yeah, it's not terrible. It's a fun way to kill a kill a few hours. Yeah, it's it's just, I watched uh, some of Cat play it, and I was just like, "This is actually quite relaxing to watch." <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it's that it's that music. It's the like I don't know what this is, but anyway, yeah. Oh my boy! Look how they massacred my boy. Yeah, you'll get there. Anyway, um, we would jump into a quiz, but of course, uh, Mark Quizmaster is not here. So, what we're going to do, we're going to jump straight into um, this week's news. And what a bunch of news there is. We had no news last week, and now we got a bloody ton of it. So, let's kick off with The Witcher 3's delayed new-gen update has now got a December release date. Hooray! VGC, Tom Ivan, CD Projekt Red have announced that the updated version of The Witcher 3 will be released for new-gen consoles on December 14th, 2022. It said the new gen update will feature dozens of visual performance and technological technological advancements over the original, including ray tracing support, faster loading times on consoles, and a variety of mods integrated into the experience. Witcher 3's new gen release was originally scheduled to launch last year before being delayed to the second part of 2022. However, in April, CD Projekt delayed its release again and brought development in-house to complete the project. Anyway, yeah, blah, 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 it goes on and on. It's coming out to PS5, Xbox Series, PC, etc., etc. Um, Miles, is this are you going to be jumping in again to The Witcher 3 on December 14th? Free upgrade, uh, I suppose. Probably not, probably not when it first comes out, just because Final Fantasy, uh, Callisto Protocol, and I'm pretty sure Mid- Midnight Suns are also out at the exact same time. I still haven't gotten around to playing God of War yet. Oh, yeah, my god, December's packed as well, isn't it? Or Plague Tale. I haven't even played Plague Tale yet, so yeah. I need to catch up on those first. However, I will say Need for Speed. Sorry. <laughs> oh yes, of course. <laughs> My favorite racing games. Um, I do you know what? I actually wasn't bothered about this probably about five months ago or within the last year. I've not really been interested in this at all. But I saw the updated. Uh, they've updated like the icon on the PlayStation Store, and I was flicking through it, and I saw the update, and I was like, do you know what? His face looks really different, and if that's what the visual upgrade actually looks like, I'm intrigued. I kind of want to see the game that I remember being so absolutely like unbelievably good look even better and look like up to current standards uh the fact that it's a free upgrade probably means i will play this at some point and i will give it a go um i have always wanted to do a second playthrough after doing my first i still need to go back and finish blood of wine because i never started that dlc i played hearts of stone i did everything else in the main game um but i didn't much to play out blood of wine despite owning it which is weird um so I am actually quite excited for this, and I think it's the first step for CDPR to try to start the reclamation process after butchering all of their credit and everything else for Cyberpunk, as we know. Um, so I, I genuinely really hope they get this right. The fact there's a free upgrade, they're including some DLC stuff from the uh, show as well, which is nice. Um, and they're also including some mods in it, which I think is really cool. Um, so they're taking some of the good mods that people have done in the community and they're going to include it as part of this package, um, which is wicked. I think that's always nice. I just, every part of me wants this to go down smoothly and for it not to be a complete and utter train wreck, because obviously it did switch studios from Saber back to um, in-house CDPR. So I'm just hoping that it just works. Like, I just want this game to work and succeed, because if they butcher The Witcher 3... They're, they're done like no one's gonna be interested in what they've got to make after that again um so yeah i'm i'm fingers crossed that it's going to come out and do well i'd like to see them uh get back on track with things and earn back some trust 
Yeah. Yeah, they've got a bit of a bad one to climb, haven't they, really, at the moment? A massive one. Basically Everest at this point they need to climb. <laughs> Damn, they really hurt you, didn't they? I just... They Cyber- really hurt you. <laughs> Cyberpunk, right? In all honesty, Cyberpunk should have been my favourite game of all time. That was the, my biggest thing, is that it was the style I like, it was in a genre I adore, made by the people who made The Witch 3, which I absolutely like adored when I finally got around to actually playing it. This should have been the game that literally blew my mind. And in some ways, I could see that game stuck underneath this absolute monstrosity of a broken piece of shit. Um, I think that's what hurts me more, is I saw the game that I desperately wanted. And although I tried to rein in my hype, it got the better of me. And it came out, and it just upset me so much that I never even managed to finish it. And I just feel like I can't ever go back to it. And that's my problem, is that I just feel so burnt by them. And I just I want them to recover it. I want to feel that excitement again about CDBR stuff, because they do make excellent stuff. I just want to feel that excitement again. Tell the nice man where CDBR touched you. <laughs> Everywhere. feelings, <laughs> <laughs> I'll never recover. I have never got past the first act of The Witcher 3. Do you um, know what? I always turn it on and I go, "Ooh, it's pretty," and yeah. then I, and then and then I get to Gwent and I'm like, "Oh, fuck this!" Oh no, Gwent's amazing. Actually, I played mm. so many hours of the standalone Gwent. I got the platinum on that thing, and it's like a zero point three. Like, it's so hard. But I just, I think I spent like ninety hours in Gwent. In the end. Jesus fucking Christ! But I will say, I also did the pro, the like opening act twice. And jumped off of it both times. One was because Metal Gear Solid Five came out, and the other was just because I was being lazy. And then when I finally actually stuck it out and started playing it properly, I literally didn't play anything else for like three, four weeks. Like nothing. Wouldn't even look at another <laughs> game. I was just so addicted. And then I bought the DLCs and I played the first one, fully intended to play the second, and just ran out of time with it for some reason. But yeah, it's it's worth sticking. Once you get past that opening act and you get invested in it, like you're in. Like there's no way out from that point. Mm. Did you beat Cyberpunk? No, I got. Uh, where did I get to? I got about three quarters of the. No, maybe mm, probably about sixty percent of the way through, um, and then it crashed on me for like the ninety billionth time, but like the third time in a row in the space of five minutes. And I was like, I just can't fucking do it anymore. <laughs> and I just oh, deleted man. it there and then. I was like, I can't do it. I'm done with this game. And I deleted it. And I've never gone back. You might as well just see it through. I can't. I just. I can't. It. It just hurts too much, Roscoe. Even though it's fixed now, I still can't. <laughs> wow. I'm a broken man. Wow. Man, she really hurt you, dude. They really yeah, did. Yeah. I did. Right, right. They hurt me. Don't go back to the X. Never. To. Never. We move on. <laughs> move forward with life. <laughs> indeed. Uh, Josh, how do you feel about The Witcher Three coming back? Yeah, I think Miles completely nailed it on the head there. Uh, Hit the nail on the head. That's the same. There we go. Um, yeah, it's it's a wait and see for me as well. Um, I think we've been so busy with loads of games uh, that making time for The Witcher is a real commitment. <laughs> I can't even get around to God of War Ragnarok still. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there, but every time I'm just stopping and doing something else that's on the list already. Um, so, yeah, if it looks how it looks in the icon like miles said then yes i think i'll probably definitely go for it um at some point when there's a a good bit of time to sink into it because it is just one of those games that i think a lot of most people should play um 
if you if you you know like video games then this is one of those on that list that is like a, ch a check off that you need to 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 do um i know what you mean though about the first act it is very long um and it's a lot of nothing um maybe like 15 hours 20 hours or something i clocked in before finally realizing how how much bigger the the story is and it kind of speeds up a lot quicker then so if the if the initial hump puts you off like it gets better after that in terms of pacing and stuff you know what i think um, it is josh like the watershed moment is when you do the baron's quest i think once people get to that point they're suddenly like in it because i think the baron's quest really shows off how like well designed their story is yeah how in depth their stories are and, and kind of the characters that really like you I, do you have to do the Baron for the, or is it just a side quest? You have to do like the first chunk of that quest as part of the story, but you don't have to finish it. I don't think, um, yeah. and it doesn't matter how you finish it. Um, but like, you have to do the first portion of it, and even that's like enough to then rope you in. And then once you see it through, you're like, oh, yeah. oh god, this is what I'm in for. <laughs> and and some quests, how you finish them, do serve consequences in the world. And I think it's such a it's such little details that you don't notice that make it so brilliant because you could do one thing and you not even realize how much of a big difference to the world that you're playing in it makes um so yeah and i'm excited for to see what the tv dlc's stuff is going to be like i hope it's not just a henry cavill skin although that would be sick i hope it's, it's more just than the armor that. and swords yeah maybe a quest or two related to something because the show is a lot of side quest episodes so maybe we'll get something like that and if we get i can't re remember the bard's name but if we get him singing the song <laughs> dandelion um the only problem is the show is based on the books and the game has already covered pretty much every like story in the book already i oh. think from the first book anyway so I can't yeah. imagine they'll uh, be able to somehow reswindle it. I think it will just yeah. be cosmetic stuff. Is that you know, what, you, you know we're getting it. You know we're getting a Liam Hemsworth skin. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, <I hate laughs> oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> New best friend Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, all right then, let's crack on. Um, Control Two has been confirmed. Remedy have announced it's co-developing and co-publishing a sequel to Control with Five Hundred Five Games. Control 2, formerly known as Codename Heron, will release for PC, PS5, and Xbox Series X, and be built on Remedy's Northlight engine, the pair have announced on Friday. Remedy will publish the game on PC platform of 5 or 5 games, will publish it on the, the consoles. The project is currently at its concept stage. Remedy first announced plans for a bigger budget control game in 2021, saying, I'm now proud to confirm that the bigger budget control game, also known as Codename Heron, is Control 2, a full-blown sequel to our award-winning game Control. With Control, we're deep into the unknown. We wanted to create something new, something different and unexpected. A world like no other. Thank you, the audience, for making Control such a success for us. With Control 2, we'll take another leap into the unknown. It'll be an unexpected journey. It'll take a while, but to put it mildly, this is the most exciting project I've ever worked on. It's still early days, but it will be worth the wait. Well, well there we are, Control 2. Where are your hype levels, Josh, for more control? Through the roof. Um, oh, yeah. It's, it was a no-brainer, really. Come on. Um, I think if they're coming out swinging with an Alan Wake 2, they're going to do Control 2. 
and Max Payne remakes come in. So they're just ticking all the boxes of kind of what they've got to offer. And they're all amazing, right? So looking forward to it. I, I reckon they'll go completely different with this one. I don't even think we'll see the main character being the same person to that extent of different. Um, oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. I think possibly because they, they did have a good relationship with the protagonist. I've, I saw her post a lot of stuff about Control and, you know, they. I mean, like, they do like their um, keeping the actors around, you know, uh, like Alan Wake, even after years, he's back. Um, but I think the story means so much more than just that one character that maybe she could be an antagonist. I'm just throwing uh, ideas now, giving them concepts to go with. Uh, yeah, she could be a protag an antagonist and you could be a different protagonist um, and just flesh out that crazy world that they designed and even connect it further, uh, connect it more to the other games that they've made because there's the AEW, is it AEW DLC or something like that? That's kind of the AWE, isn't it? Which or is, is it, yeah. yeah. The Alan Wake experience, I think. Yeah, so they've they've kind of already teetered on connecting the games together. So, oh, yeah, the possibilities are endless. In a, in a world of control where everything seemingly can happen in that universe, like, it's an exciting prospect. Indeed, indeed. Um, I really, really enjoyed the first control. It felt very different, and I love the atmosphere. It was a really great game to play in headphones. Um, as you kind of walk through and you kind of heard the noises from the people that are kind of floating in the air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And really cool, really atmospheric. Um, the atmosphere of that game, they nailed completely. It was great. So, yeah, more of that, please. Thank you very much indeed. Um, Miles, I've, are you feeling the same? I imagine you are. I am, yes. I really enjoyed the first Control. I actually thought the uh, response to Control at the time really underplayed how good it actually was. I feel like it maybe wasn't appreciated as much at the time as it is now, a bit like Alan Wake as well. Um, I always remember that sequence that you play. I mean, this is spoilers, but if you haven't played at this point, I don't know if you are, um, where you kind of go through uh, that transition through like that weird way, and then it goes into like this weird psychedelic thing and some music plays and it's mental and you're like firing a rocket launcher at like groups of enemies at a time because um, Jesse's like listening to the janitor's headphones or whatever. Um, I still remember that sequence. I think it was brilliant. I like the idea of maybe having like a fresh character, but equally, I think Josh might be onto something with the Jesse at the end of um, the expansion is like a very different character in a lot of ways. Um, she's quite darker. She's like under the effects of the old house and stuff. She's now, um, what's the person called? Not the headmaster, but like the bureau head whatever they're called is it director of the board or something director that's that's the one i'm looking for thank you <laughs> um so she's obviously in like a real state of power and has a lot more understanding and knowledge of the old house and how a lot of those mechanisms work which puts her in a position of either a being corrupted by it or seeing like humans or whatever could be like affected in whatever ways so i wouldn't be surprised to see it go down that she becomes like an antagonist in some kind of way um, or if they are just going to cross them over entirely, maybe in Alan Wake 2, you're like against Jesse, and then in Control 2, you're against Alan Wake because they're like opposing each other. And like Alan Wake's trying to get them back to normality, and she's trying to like reinstate the old house or something. I think that'd be cool. That sounds um, like an absolute mm. anime crossover. If I it, ever it, one. <laughs> it does, like an AVP type situation. <laughs> um, 
but yeah I, i'm super excited for it again we don't know anything about it yet it's probably super early like there's barely even anything actually built of the game at this point but the fact that there's going to be more of it i think is great because it was one of those games that like i said i thought was quite underappreciated and i'm glad to see remedies work actually being like yearned for because they made some really good stuff that flew under the radar and as long as they don't bring Iceman back from um x-men what game do you do quantum break um then i think they'll be fine oh nice yeah, i've heard <laughs> great things about that and i i've not played it because i've not got an xbox but i would have enjoyed that to play that i tried it a bit at the time and i think i might have been one of those people who didn't appreciate remedy games at that point i liked Alan Wake, but i didn't like quantum break at all <laughs> do you think um with the co-development of Alan Wake 2 and control 2 pretty much now at the same time are we going to see your crossover dreams could come true? I think it will happen. Like they are very much in the same universe and Alan Wake is referenced in that DLC. Um, so I, I genuinely think there will be some sort of crossover in some way, shape or form. What that looks like is to whether that becomes a key part of the story or whether it's just like a fleeting like appearance, you know, I don't know how much they want to lean into that or not, or if they're going to do the whole shared universe thing, like a Marvel or DC type idea. Um, I'd personally like to see it more on the Alan Wake crops up and you maybe do like a mission in like a timeline with him or something or the old house like brings Alan Wake in for like a certain chunk but I don't want it to be like a massive part of the story because I I quite liked the environment and the narrative of control on its own separate from that Um, so that would be my preference but I Mm. wouldn't be surprised if they lent into it more and then you've got to play from Alan's perspective in Alan Wake 2 yeah and then you're fighting Jesse or maybe not because we don't actually know what Alan Wake 2 is going to be at this point still. That kind of had the teaser trailer, but the, the monsters could be different. It's more of a survival horror now. So yeah. it can really go... It, like It's exciting to think that they can really go some places with this because, you know, they've obviously had the the want to connect their games somehow and this will be it. Could even be like Jesse's Bureau or whatever brings Alan Wake in after the event of the first game and then they've like interrogated or tortured him and then he escapes and then he's like for i don't know it could be crazy i'm i'm super excited for what they come up with i imagine alley wake 2 will be more than man walks around forest with a torch and writes a book <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think they might go a bit beyond that this time yeah yeah for sure there's probably more to it now than, than there has been before <laughs> yeah, they can give um, him a bit more depth now although the, he had he looked like freaking john wick in the trailer he did he did so god knows what's gonna happen Anything that relates to John Wick is always good, so we can't complain. Have you seen the trailer for John Wick 4? I have. Are you hype beyond belief? I'm always hype beyond belief. Anything Keanu and anything John Wick is going to be fucking awesome, and I'm super excited to watch that, like, uber keen. Like, I never even go to the cinema, but I will be going to the cinema day one to watch that movie. It looks like the most John Wick, John Wick film ever. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they were like, hmm... The last movie was a little bit John Wick, but not quite John Wick enough. So now we're going to go ultra John Wick. Like, you want John Wick, you're going to get all of it now. I'm like, I'm all in. And you had kind of Reeves asking Morpheus, I need a gun. Like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the fan service is real. Let's go, boy. Let's fucking go. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm survived. Yeah, anyway, completely off topic. But um, yeah, Control T is going to be great. Um, nice to see that it's fully next gen as well. So it's going to look pretty swish, one would imagine. And that's always good news when we actually get full-on next-gen games because there still doesn't seem to be all that many. So, yeah, happy days. But, um, yeah, let's get into some 
one of the sad news uh, that, we, that we did learn this week. Um, veteran Batman voice actor Kevin Conroy has died at the age of 66. The American actor voiced a DC character in various media over a 30-year period, including video games like the Batman, like the Batman Arkham and the Justice series, and most recently, Multiverses. Diane Pershing, who co-starred with Conroy as the voice of Poison Ivy on Batman the Animated Series, confirmed that he had passed away in a Facebook post on Friday. Quote, very sad news, our beloved voice of Batman, Kevin Conroy, died yesterday. He's been ill for a while, but he really put in a lot of time at the cons to the joy of all his fans. He will be sorely missed, not just by the cat of the series, but by legions of fans around the world. Outside of the Batman games, Conroy voice characters in Crusaders of Night and Magic, Jack and Dax of the Precursor Legacy, and Max Payne 2, The Fall of Max Payne. DC said it was deeply saddened at the passing of Kevin Conroy, a legendary actor and the voice of Batman for multiple generations. He will for be forever missed by his friends, family, and fans. So yeah, um, pretty pretty sad news. Um, Kevin Conroy's just been the voice of Batman to me for as long as I can remember. And um, I think, I don't know if it's just me, but I think his greatest work has always been um, City and Night and Asylum. Um, I loved his take on Batman in there, particularly through the Scarecrow uh, sequences and, you know, the, the kind of the, the overall kind of like fight with the Joker between Asylum and Night, you know, it's just, it's a real shame. I think it's quite easy to overshadow his performance with the Joker because, you know, the Joker is so expressive and so eccentric. But Kevin Conway always made Batman, I feel, very grounded and very human. Um and I think that's what people appeal to the most. You know, they always say that the thing you appeal to in science fiction is not the fiction, but the fact. And I think Kevin Conroy uh, nailed that. Um, Josh, have you got any um, particular memories of Kevin Conroy as Batman? I mean, anything outside of movies, he kind of monopolized the voice of Batman in everything, didn't he? Um, and for good reason, because he is the voice of Batman, really. Um, I don't think there's anyone else that is going to do it better than him, which is a sad shame. But um, yeah, it's, I, I, re I really enjoyed the Arkham games as well, um, like you said. And I think um, that's a testament to Rocksteady's writing as well um, and probably a lot of Kevin's kind of input of having years being there. There was probably a lot of discussions on how they were going to do it. And it's just a character that he lived not just voiced, he lived it um, for a lot of people. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's a real shame. Um, and I couldn't believe it, Multiverses, that, that they got Kevin Gonroy back for that. Yeah. Um, that was so nice to hear because it's been a while, you know. Um, what was it? Arkham City might have been the last one. No, Arkham Knight is the latest one. No, it? yeah. yeah. Um, that's probably the last time I heard, you know, the Batman. Um, for a good time now, isn't it? I think 2018 it came out, or 2017. So a long while mm -hmm. since hearing his voice in work. And so it was a real joy to hear him this year again, you know, saying some perfect lines from the animated series uh, within context, uh, like Bugs Bunny and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a uh, sad time. Sad time. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, I remember they he did a live action version of Batman. Um, I don't know what it was. It was on one of the DC superhero shows. Was it the Flash movie? It was Crisis on Infinite Earth. Um, I can't remember what show it was, but um, 
he um yeah he, he came in as a version of batman and that was very cool oh that's that is cool did he don an outfit or was it kind of just the bruce wayne i think he was just it was just kind of the bruce wayne i haven't actually seen it but i remember watching footage of it yeah um, i'm gonna try and look it up because I, I really do want to see it um but yeah he uh i think he played maybe a paralyzed batman if i remember rightly so he okay. couldn't actually be batman but he was kind of an older a much older bruce wayne yeah so yeah I would have loved to have seen his Bruce Wayne be kind of the um, the oracle to, say, the next Batman, kind of, you know, from Batman Beyond. I think sure. that would have been the last touch that would have been ultimate for his whole Bruce Wayne career. Yeah, absolutely. That would have been really cool. Um, Mars. Oh, this is sad. This is really sad. Um, I actually didn't realise when you... Um... I think you posted it in the Slack, didn't you, Ross? And I actually didn't register who it was. Like, I saw the name and I was like, oh, that's sad. I need to check who that actually is. Because it didn't click. And then I literally, like, an hour later, I was scrolling on my phone. I was like, oh, my fucking God, that's Batman. Like, shit. And it was really like, oh, damn. And he's just an icon. And as much as I've, like, watched movies and all the sorts of different people portray Batman, it always feels weird hearing anyone else be that character even in like a completely separate ip or movie or whatever because for me he just is batman he just is the personification of that character and if you think of like how many different stories they've done over the course of shows and games you know even like injustice for example not even just the arkham games um, and so many different forms of media he's portrayed batman in so many different ways and managed to somehow have the skills to you know, demonstrate different types of a, the same character. And I think that takes a lot of um, ability to be able to draw people in, in so many different forms. Um, he was just superb. And I think we genuinely didn't realise how lucky we were that we had Kevin Conroy and we had Mark Hamill opposite him, basically in the same studio booth, doing both their absolutely incredible things at all times. And I, I just think of how fortunate we were to have that because, you know, no generation will get to experience that on the same level. Um, for me, the killing joke is always, like, my favourite portrayal of it. Just that very ending-like section is just so beautifully written and beautifully done, and the two of them voice it superbly. Um, and, yeah, like you said, I'll miss hearing him in the Arkham games. I'll miss hearing him in basically any media that involves Batman from this point on. I think, you know, the next few Comic-Cons or whatever are going to be defined by him not being there. Um, but I think that's testament to just how incredible uh, an actor he was, but also as a person, I don't think you get to that level of appreciation and um, adornment, I guess, unless you're a pretty cool dude. Um, so, yeah, I think we just need to be thankful that we had him for so long and that him and Mark Hamill got to strut their stuff for so long, too. I think we've been superbly lucky in our lifetimes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, mean, I grew up with the Batman cartoons and. You know, um, I think Arkham was the peak of those Batman experiences for me. Mm. Um, and so it isn't, um, I don't know if this really reflects on this performance, but one thing I'll always remember is when I got a bit lost on an Arkham game. I wasn't quite sure where I was going. And every now and then, Batman would just pop up and go, I got to get to the asylum. <laughs> and then you, you, you're still a bit lost. It's like, I got to get to the asylum. And I don't know why, but it was just those bits that I remember. Because it's like, the game's telling me what to do. I still can't figure it out. And Kevin Conroy's just getting really pissed off with me. 
<laughs> you just feel his scorn coming yeah. through the game, like... <laughs> Come on, man, I'm telling you where to go. Just get on with it. You're supposed to be controlling me, Batman. Come on, you should know this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's uh, Kevin Conroy. Rest well, good sir. And thank you very much indeed for, well, bringing everything. What an absolute legend. All right, then. Let's get into the Game Award nominations for 2022. If you remember last year, we went one by one and we decided who was going to win. And I think we got one of them right, I think, in the end. I, th- I think we did all right because we guessed Deathloop for a couple of them and it did come in clutch. So anything we guessed Deathloop for, I think we got right. Yeah. Uh, none of us um, got It Takes Two for Game of the Year, but that's fine. That was a wild card. What a year. Um, we're going to ignore all of the esports stuff because we don't know what they are. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, we're far too old for esports now. I don't know what's going on in any of them. <laughs> well, not for yourself, that. I picked Valorant for best esport, and I don't know why, but <laughs> okay, just, put, just, put, just putting that out in the ether, just so like if it does happen, there we go. Point An- anime styled Counter Strike class <laughs> is my game of the year. <laughs> okay, best esports game. I'm going to go uh, Dota Two. Suck it. All right, let's go. Are <laughs> you not a bad shout? And Finn. Carrigan Anderson, Phase Clan. Oh, no, CSGO is my, my favourite esports athlete. <laughs> I didn't go that far. <laughs> I was like, I kind of know some of the multiplayer esports games. I'll pick Valorant. Everyone loves it. Wait, you mean you guys didn't pick a best esports coach this year? Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine that's your fucking job? Anyway, <laughs> I'm an esports coach. What? <laughs> Oh god, it's off to a flyer. I love this. Uh best esports event. Valorant Champions, the twenty the twenty two midseason invitational, PGL Major Antwerp twenty twenty two, twenty twenty two League of Legends World Championship and Evo. Uh let's Evo. 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 Let's say Evo, shall we? Come on. All right, what, okay. Get what, it. Can, what even is the twenty twenty two midseason invitational? It what sport is it? It doesn't say like anything. Fortnite. That sounds like Fortnite. <laughs> Well, reason. the Fortnite, the Fortnite has just had its Fortnite. Um, was it the the Fortnite invitation or whatever it was called? The FCNS um, or whatever. Yeah, it's the first one they've done since COVID, so it can't be. That oh, one. okay, okay. Um, yeah, it sounded very Fortnite because I think they've used those. I, I mean, I guess they all just use the same dialogue, right? Invitationals, blah blah blah. I don't know if you guys have playing Fortnite recently. They just dropped the Rocket League cars into Fortnite, and it's a lot of fun. What? I was yeah. going to wait to the crew get in and then I'll be driving that octane running up that hill well I know what I'm doing tonight you can jump and you can flip it around and you can do 100 meter leaps oh it's great is there a big football to score goals with though there isn't yet I'm afraid oh come on epic (laughs) do the right thing (laughs) oh dear oh we were meant to talk about Fortnite weren't we because they dropped some big news this week anyway it doesn't matter (laughs) We're we're out of time Fortnite's Chapter 4 is starting in December for some bizarre reason. Um, no, nobody knows quite why it's ending so early, but there we are. Right. Okay, so let's go. From the bottom to the top. Innovation and accessibility. We've got As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, Return to Monkey Island, Last of Us Part 1, The Quarry. I'm not going to go to either of you. Just unmute and we'll just talk it out. Um, which category I, was this? Oh, there it is. Oh, sorry, I was trying to find Innovation it. and accessibility. Yeah. I'm literally going from the bottom to the top. I've not played. I've not played um, As Dust Falls. Uh, you've played Return of Monkey Island. Yes. So if you can, if if you've got any sort of 
insight into their accessibility options, then I'm happy to hear them out. Uh, but I think it's got a roar because not I think Last of Us got it last time uh, or the time before. I think mm-hmm. it did, yeah, um, in 2020. So I feel like Last of Us Part 1 has probably got very similar stuff, uh, whereas Santa Monica, Sony Santa Monica might have something a bit different in God of War Ragnarok. Mm. Yeah, The Last of Us Part 1, I thought was going to take it, but you did raise that good point that Part 2 only won a couple of years ago. Um, so that's, yeah, that's an interesting point. Um, part one will still win it, you know. I still think there's ex- that accessibility suite's probably better than anything else that's on. Oh, it's it's amazing, yeah. And I think God of War has got some really good stuff. Ones, good stuff in there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's hard to guess because I know I'm I'm fortunate enough to kind of not use a lot of the access accessibility options. Um, so I'm hoping, you know, all of them are great. Uh, I do I do use them to cheese games sometimes. I must be honest. Um, <laughs> When I went through my, my, my second run of um, Last of Us Part 2. Oh, the one-shot kills. Oh. 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 <laughs> Infinite health when you can one-shot kill the Rat King. It's like, oh, fuck yeah, this is, this is badass. I think that was my favourite part of the game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, slow down time to shoot things. It's just, uh, just makes everything so much more beautiful. Um, So, oh, what should we say? Ragnarok on this one? I think so. I'm going to be slightly deviant. I think it'll be part one. Okay, that's cool. That's cool. I like having differences. It means it makes it a lot more interesting when we watch it. <laughs> uh, the Quarry I've not played. Um, As Dust Falls I've not played, so can't speak to them. Um, I haven't played Ragnarok either, so we'll see. But we're going to go with Ragnarok. Go on Santa Monica. I've heard good things about uh, the accessibility options available to the game, so good. Uh, this is a new one now. Uh, best Adaptation. We've got Arcane, League of Legends, Cyberpunk, Edge Runners, The Cuphead Show, Son of the Hedgehog 2, and Uncharted. Of course, that being Uncharted being the Tom Holland film that came out this year. Oh, it's got to be that. Fucking <laughs> 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 Christ. No. Uh, it, it, it scarcely deserves an adaptation nomination. Honestly. honestly. <laughs> it was enjoyable for what it was. Uh, yes, it was, but it was not an Uncharted movie. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was the... It was the Wahlberg and Holland show. Yeah. <laughs> I think Arcane is the clear one. I know there's loads of hype around Edge Runners, but Arcane's been out for a lot longer and there's still people talking about it. You know, the mm. animation style, how how much of like a, uh, it got people into League of Legends because of the show and stuff like that. I think Cyberpunk is feels like established to a lot of people so they kind of knew what they were going to get into but they were surprised by the quality i think arcane just surprised on all fronts um and i think so i think that's the winner yeah i think i've got to agree with you on that one um i think that's a pretty much nails on guarantee i can't believe you're not saying sonic the hedgehog 2 hey man listen sonic 2 was great fun (laughs) this is great fun it was over his knuckles fuck yeah great time uh but and they're going to be Arcane or Silverpunk. So, um, yeah, I think that's pretty much dead on. The uh, only one I, I can vote for is Cuphead, simply because I've, I've watched 30 minutes of that. I've not watched anything of any of the others. <laughs> oh, man, you need to watch Uncharted at least. Oh, I can't. I just I don't want to. I just don't want to. It's just not even close to the actual game's stories. Uh, I don't know. I will eventually, I'm sure. But The way I pitch it to people is that if you watch it and, like, 
forget it's meant to be Uncharted. You'll have a really good time. <laughs> Just every other generic action movie. Yeah. I do appreciate adaptations that kind of take their own spin on it and change it so it's not like the game because the game is a movie. Mm. So anything that's not the game, I'm all right with for, for that reason because it's something different, but it's also familiar. Um, but yeah, but it's how it's how they cherry pick moments from the films, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. from the uh, games, and then <laughs> mem- turn it into one film. Like the timeline, whether this is meant to be a new timeline, I guess, but it just. It doesn't leave much for future Drake to do. <laughs> the, Probably uh, wasn't planned for a future Drake to little, exist. <laughs> the flashback sequence at the start, that could have been played by Tom Holland. Yeah. It didn't look like it went that far ahead of time. But uh, whatever. <laughs> Nathan Fillion, I'm sorry, my friend. You were shift you were shafted there big time. It really was. I do agree with you both there. I think it'll be arcane or cyberpunk. I um yeah, I'm, I'll agree with you. I'll say okay. Okay, content creator via yeah, no fuck that. Fuck that what the ass. <laughs> Although shout out to Nibelian for that, because he his work was amazing. Uh he doesn't really do it anymore, but he was very concise, very quick to hitting news for Twitter. And it's very, very much appreciated. Um but he won't get it because he's too small. <laughs> it's gonna be one of the big YouTubers. Yeah. Um now a very stupid award. Most anticipated game. Oh, for God's uh, we've sake. got Final <laughs> Fantasy 16, Hogwarts Legacy, Resi 4, Starfield, and Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. I don't know how. I don't know how you could about. This has to be Legend of Zelda. It has to be. Zelda's going to clean this up. It has to, surely. <laughs> yeah, unless Xbox get on fucking Starfield, this is going to be a Zelda flooring. Yeah, Starfield gonna... comes out this year. Like, there's nothing much to anticipate. Is it this year? Right? No, it's, no, next, it's next year. year. Oh my goodness! Okay, well th- that's happened. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be right now, wasn't it? it was if it was this year, it would have been. Its its initial release date was next week, wasn't it? The twenty second, I believe. Yeah, like that, okay, yeah. that's what I was thinking about because I was like, this game's out next week. What what are we anticipating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so anticipated. We've not heard about it for two I, months, but it's yeah. out next week. I, I I initially went with Resi 4, but I think you're right with Zelda, you know. Zelda is a much bigger beast than Resi. Um, I yeah. think it, you just got to think about who's voting for this um, and the pool of people that vote. And yeah, it's got to be Zelda, I think, isn't it? Breath of the Wild was so, like, genre-defining in so many ways that, like, I don't think you could... Yeah. It'd be like if they announced an Elden Ring 2, like, right now. Like, for most people, that would be their most anticipated just because it's, like, it was seismic when it came out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say this Zelda's going to clean this. Starfield, half the people hated the gameplay showing and like killed a lot of its hype. So I don't know why that's even on there. <laughs> you got to get Phil Spencer to do things somehow. Honestly, <laughs> you got to have Microsoft wanting to show their stuff there for, some, for a reason. Yeah. yeah, we have Starfield now. We'll just <laughs> put you know that what? in there. <laughs> it's their only first part. It's party title, so literally <laughs> nothing. The only thing it could nominate. submit. Yeah. <laughs> We can't see another fall. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, game problem. Hey man, but first Fa- Fable just just hired their story lead. I applied so. for that. I applied for that job. Did you really? Yeah. 
they're, they're the only people that actually came back to me and were like, sorry, I don't think you're right, Thorough. And I was like, yeah, that's fair enough. You're asking for a narrative lead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was very ambitious with that application. But I really like that Fable. Because it's like, uh, sorry, guys, I'm going to have to leave things. I want to be the narrative lead on Fable. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to write the entirety of Fable. <laughs> Shout out to them for reaching out to me to just reject me. Yeah, that's you. fair. That's fair. At least um, they have the respect to reach out. Also, shout out to Microsoft for announcing Fable three years ago when just getting a story lead. <laughs> <laughs> Surprised that's not been submitted for most anticipated, to be honest. This game is not coming out for decades. Nope. Yeah, uh, I reckon 2030 something. 2030 is 20... a good... Yeah. 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 2029. Something stupid. Yeah, hey, optimistic Xbox. 2029. Xbox, you need games for your games console, guys. Just yeah. get on with it, eh? Yeah. Oh dear. Anyway, best multiplayer. So we're going to go Zelda for anticipated. Best multiplayer. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge. This is actually probably the closest one so far. I don't think there's, I don't think there's a clear winner here, to be honest. Mm, I think I think a lot of people have, are upset with Overwatch 2. Yeah. Uh, kind of just being one again. Uh, so I feel like that's a little bit out of the runnings. Mm. Um, I feel and like also it's a matchmaking simulator. <laughs> yeah. So I, and I think Cowabunga Collection is kind of its only nomination, which maybe some people might think, yeah, let's just throw it a bone and give it an award, or yeah, vote for that. But I, I'm leaning towards Modern Warfare too. I think. Yeah, I think Modern Warfare is probably the front runner, but Splatoon Three is huge. It is, yeah. It's done massive numbers. Yeah, I just don't see it. I don't know if it's because of my bubble, but I just don't see people talking about it. And I follow quite a few, you know, you content creators and uh, you know, video game stuff, and it just doesn't really hit my timeline or anything like that. So mm. that's that's my only reasoning for not going for it. Fair enough. I have a weird sneaky feeling about multiverses for this one. I feel like Call of Duty is always there, so people are a bit like, yeah, we know the multiplayer of that. But yeah. multiverses, when it first came out, was quite a big hit, and I think that might have stuck with a few people, even if it's not had the longevity. It's going to win something else that w- that's in a category that we'll get mm. to. I think it's doing all right, you know. Um, yeah. Warner Brothers seem to be supporting it quite well. They keep yeah. adding new characters and new maps. So yeah. there's something there, for I sure. I have a sneaky feeling about multiverses. Okay, I'm going to go Splatoon on this one. Oh, interesting. Mm. We shall see what happens. Um, right, best sports slash racing game. You have F1 2022, FIFA 23, NBA 2K23, Grand Turismo 7, and Oli Oli World. So all the usual suspects in this one. Um, and Oli Oli World, basically. I was going to say, I'm just going to say Oli Oli World just because I don't want any of the other established names to win it. <laughs> Did Forza 5 come out last year? Yes. Yes. Right, okay. I was going to say. I was going to say, like, where the, the hell is it? <laughs> and, I, and I think it won. So it's it's got its win. Okay, okay, fine. Okay, we're good then. We're good. We're good. We're yes. good. That is by far the best racer I've played in years. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, go on. What do you reckon? Oli Oli World, I hope. Mm. That's my fingers crossed. It's, phen- it's a phenomenal game. Um, and Tony Hawk's won it when it came out. So... Oh yeah, that's true. They like to reinvent the sports category with not just the standard FIFA and drivey drives. 
The old driver drives. <laughs> it could be GT7, though, because it's a big one. But... I really hope FIFA doesn't win it just because it's the last named FIFA with EA. I don't think FIFA's got a chance. No, it's and it shouldn't either. It's 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 messy. <laughs> um, even even NBA has a better shot. No pun intended. Yeah, FIFA, uh, FIFA twenty three is better than it has been for sure. But yeah. it's it's still, still not, not good. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm going to say Oli Oli World just because I wanted to win. Okay, yeah, I think I'll go with you on that one. Um, right then, Miles. Here we go. Best sim strategy game. Oh boy. Um, I don't think you've played many of these, actually. Um, I actually haven't yet, no. Dune Spice Wars. Um, Mario Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. Uh, Total War, Warhammer 3. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two Point Campus. And Victoria 3. Oh, we really need a Yog Dog on here, don't we? Um, Based on his review, his Victoria 3 review was pretty um, stellar. And I've played Two Point Canvas, a platinum bit. I thought it was great. I don't think it'll win it. Um, June Spice Wars is only out on early access. They've got like a like a preview almost build of the game that's like 20 quid that you can buy and play. And apparently it is very good. It is something I want to play. My gut tells me that Nintendo might s- somehow sneak this with Mario Rabbids because that reviewed insanely well amongst the critics. Yeah. Um, or it'll be... Victoria 3. That's my gut instinct, is it's going to be one of those two. Okay. Yeah, Mario Rabbids could pull this off, I think. Yeah, I'm leaning towards it just because 90% of the vote is critics, and I feel like the critics absolutely make the most sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think um, I I have written down Victoria 3 because of kind of Yog Dog's words on it. Uh, his review um, and I think even our review kind of had a good reception kind of ha- how many people were reading it but Miles makes a great point about Mario I think the only thing I was thinking is that it's not the strongest strategy game per se it's mm. a, it's more of a Ma- Mario game to, that's got some strategy in it whereas Victoria 3 is very hardcore strategy yeah, it's probably yeah. Um, which is my, my only kind of rationale for that uh yeah I'm, I'm in the same place i think it might could yeah. be mario mm. like you said mm. i think we when you acknowledge like who's going to be voting for it i i don't think a lot of the critics are really hardcore sim fans and i feel like a mm. lot more of them will have played mario which might swing it in its favor just in mm. terms of its like accessibility to more people um but weirdly i don't think that for two point campus even though i really like that game i just don't think it's good enough i think it's just niche that one yeah, niche compared to the rest of them, and it's it's quite basic to be honest. I think once you've done like three campuses, you've seen a lot of what it's got to offer, whereas yeah. the other games have a lot more depth to them. Yeah, for sure. Interesting, interesting. I'm going to go. And I don't know much about this genre, but I'll go two point because that's the one I played, and I enjoyed Aww, it. nice. Fair enough. I'm going <laughs> to go Mario. Would you play Mario Rabbit? Is that? I am intrigued. Kind of yeah. I've like I've watched a couple of things on it, and I'm actually intrigued. I just don't have time. <laughs> it's Mario XCOM, so it's a no-brainer for you. If you literally, if Toby um, wasn't gobbling up Midnight Suns, I'd love it. But uh, yeah, I think Mario might have to be my substitute. Fucking Toby coming around, taking all the codes this this winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the best games. Oh, it's his Fimble winter, and we're just in it. It really is. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know if anyone's if we mentioned it on the podcast, but um, for the first time ever, we got um a Sony first party code in God of War Ragnarok this week, uh, and um, yeah, thank you, Sony. It was a very, very special moment for all of us. <laughs> it was, it was great. It was a lovely, lovely moment. And uh, yeah, and Toby, of course, stole it in a coup. Of course, he did. <laughs> <laughs> we had four people that were like vying for the code, and so we put it in, put the name into a hat, pulled out, put the name, and he was it. It was fucking Toby again. <laughs> Plato Requiem, Gotham Knights, Midnight Suns, and Rag- and Ragnarok. Unbelievable. Yeah, he's done pretty well at that. He's done all right. Anyway. Uh, best family, <laughs> yeah, totally, completely. Uh, best family game, um, Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That's Kirby and the Last of Us. If you remember the trailer, oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lego Star Wars: The Skywalker Saga, uh, Mario Rabbit: Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon Three. There's only one answer to this, Roscoe. Hello there. Hello there. Damn make, right. Make that two answers because I think it's going to be Kirby. Boo. I think if Splatoon doesn't get multiplayer, it'll get this one. Yeah, I yeah, you could be right. Um, I just think people loved Kirby a lot this year. Mm. It's, the, it's the it's the best selling Kirby game of all time. Uh, reviewed very well. Uh, those are my reasons for that. Okay. It's a good family game. You play oh, it yeah. with the kids. Yeah. Oh. It's not. It's not necessarily family. Uh, that it, that would be Splatoon to a T. I think a family game. When I when I think family, I mean multiple generations sitting around playing it. I mean that's what's so great about Lego Star Wars as well, isn't it? It's like yeah, yeah those are couch co-op games that you can play with anyone. Yeah, that's true. That's and you can just have your, couch you can just have your kid running around getting studs while you do all the normal shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Earn me my money, kiddo. Yeah. That's why I don't know why the Mario Rabbids game was on there because I can't imagine a kid playing Mario XCOM and thinking this is great. <laughs> oh, sounds like a lot of hard work. Honestly, after sounds like what? thinking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm going Lego Star Wars on this. Yeah, I'm going to go Lego because it's just a it's a fantastic game. And me and Roscoe are kids at heart, so we basically yeah. uh, have the honor of this award. <laughs> and basically, if it wasn't for this game, I wouldn't have that Miles GIF that I made. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Very, very happy. <laughs> just one day, I got an email from Warner Brothers, and they went, there you go. I was like, well, I'm going to Mars. I'm like, I'm not going to tell you what this is. Just redeem it, and I want a picture of your face. <laughs> I exploded. I was so happy. <laughs> so happy. It was such a long download as well. <laughs> yeah, just out of nowhere, we got a spare code. I was like, oh, I'll throw it to Mars. He, he deserves Lovely. it. Bless him. Thank you, sir. Um, right then, best fighting game. I've got to be honest. I only got a clue on this one. Um, DNF Duel, um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All Star Battle R, The King of Fighters, fifteen, Multiverses, and Sifu. This is where Multiverses takes it. This is all you, Josh. Yeah, I think this is where Multiverse takes it. Multiverses takes it. Um, I've seen discourse of people saying Sifu isn't a fighting game because it's not a head-to-head combat thing. Sure, it's multiple people. It is that a bit one. of a cheeky nomination, isn't it? A, a little bit. It's definitely it's a deserving of an action title for sure. Uh, fighting is a little bit more. Uh, that's not kind of the genre it's in, but it is so combat focused. It's hard not to think that. Um, but yeah, I think what we do, I can't remember what uh, multiplayer was. Some of you said multiverses, 
but I think mm. this is this is the one it will win. Best fighting multiverses. Do you not reckon King of Fighters? Because that's quite highly like adored within the fighting community. I think. Yeah, Although it was the one that we all watched the trailer for and thought it was some kind of demo or something. Yeah, it just these ones don't. I, I don't think any of the other games are as big and wide as uh, kind of the net that multiverses casts in terms of casual fans, hardcore fans. I, I know. Uh, I watched a couple of YouTubers that play fighting games as their kind of job and they were really into multiverses and kind of the combos and the skill involved that you can kind of get into with multiverses. So that, yeah, we'll see. All right. Hey, Kat. Hello. 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 I'm hello, really hello, hello. for next week's pod, just saying. You really are, that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, man. Mind if I just jump in? Just, uh, just you no, know, join the absolutely. party? Absolutely. I'm got so to, sorry I'm late. We're, uh, we're at the nominations. We're at, we're at best role-playing game. Nice. I thought you were going to go, well, we're at the end. I was like, brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually just wrapping up. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Okay, uh, cool. Oh, well, hi, everybody. Hope everyone's okay. Hope everyone's well. Um, I don't have too much to say other than sorry I'm late, but I'm here now. Yeah, who's this Jim you're talking to, eh? Yeah, well, well I just I go visit him every week, you know. <sighs> Scandalous. Mm, absolutely outrageous. Uh, we, we were talking about pay pigs earlier, and here you are, pay pigs. <laughs> <laughs> who's going to pay for the gem? <laughs> you should uh, listen to the first 20 minutes of this pod when it goes live because it's. Yeah. Oh, really? Are you just it's interesting. Out, like pouring me out to this guy called Jim. Oh, <laughs> oh not no, you. No, not you. No, no, not you. Or no. out. Yeah, no, funnily no. enough, it's not even you getting awarded out. It's me. <laughs> oh, okay. Satanalia mask, shirtless. Jesus, Christ. money, money, money. I you would say this context. I can't believe you reason. told them about last night. I thought you said you're going to keep that secret. I didn't tell them about last night, but now they know. <laughs> oh, oh, now all I can know. Oh, so, no, no best, best role playing <laughs> game. <laughs> Satanalia Mars role playing game. Oh, no, I'm kidding. Fuck. There it is. There it is. So, best role playing game. Uh, we have <laughs> we have Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Hmm, Miles, where are you going to go on this one? Uh, this is a tough one because it's obviously defined as the one with the most character customization and progression. And I've not played four out of the five. Xenoblade did look really good, but I don't know how much you actually do customize your things. Triangle Strategy is like a proper RPG, so I imagine there is a lot in that. But Elden Ring is, it did have so many options, like so many builds, so many different weapons, so many ways to change how you played the game. I feel like I can't not pick it, so I am genuinely going to have to pick it on that one. Yeah, this is Elden Rings all over. There's not yeah. a definitive for a contest, to be honest. Well, here's my spanner. I'm about to throw it. I'm going oh, to say, oh, I'm going to say Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Ooh. It did review very well. More Nintendo supremacy, it would Be- seem. Because I think Elden Ring's got other things. He's got they've got that game's got bigger fish to fry. Um, so I think people, critics that vote on this, they like to kind of give things to those that aren't kind of voted in the other categories. So I think this is that one. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Um, Carol, just say, Carol, just um, unmute, just um, jump in whenever. We're just having an open table discussion. Oh, okay. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Um, I think I put in my, I've just got my commentary up uh, because I said, obviously, I sent you a commentary earlier. Um, yeah. uh, and I 
I was a bit surprised that some of these, like, is Pokemon a role-playing game? Like, is it? Is it? I don't know. Do, like, do you know what I mean? I don't know. The definition of role-playing is very different in my mind than, like, when you had the likes of Disco Elysium on there a couple of years ago. Yeah. You know, versus Pokemon. I don't know. I know you can be the very best, the best that no one ever was, but <laughs> it's not the same, is it? Like, <laughs> And that but, game was not the best it, the best it very was, so... What Pokemon or Chaos? Yeah. Yeah, think, no, it wasn't. I think some people loved it, uh, but it was still mixed overall. Yeah. Yeah, I said I'm not sure, but it probably is going to go down. Like, even Elden Ring, I wouldn't say, is a role-playing game. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I just... Oh, I don't know. I think we need to... We need to assess our definition. Well, the, the one thing about these Soulsy games is that nine times out of ten, the narratives are shit, right? Yeah, even though it's up for best narrative, whatever, oh, you probably already want to that, never mind. No, no, we're not going to argue about that. <laughs> I don't want to argue. If you, like, it, if you don't see it, then you don't see it. If you yep. see it, then you can appreciate it, for sure. Yeah, fair enough. Cool, cool, cool. What, what does that mean? No, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. It basically means, so what Elden Ring's all about is like, if you want to know more about If you nerds, can't see it, you, you don't get it. it. Fuck off. No, 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 no. I wasn't being that pretentious about it. Like, <laughs> I, I can appreciate that some people don't want to look into it that far. Because I'm not saying I'm an expert. I watch people do YouTube videos that break down basically like item descriptions and form a story from that. Some Sometimes it's hard facts. Sometimes there is interpretation and mm. they always they always go above and beyond in terms of kind of a story, um, whether it's Bloodborne, Dark Souls and now Elden Ring. Their stories are very well written, just very beneath the surface of the gameplay. So I'm not I don't begrudge anyone that doesn't think it's a great narrative because it's not necessarily there, but it is if you're looking for it. So that's why I can see both sides. For sure. Yeah, no, I agree. Fair enough. Yeah, I have to go by what Toby says because Toby is so narrative focused on all of the games that he plays. But I know <laughs> that he loves I mean, he loves he loves Souls games, but he he openly admits that there's no story in them. So we'll see. Anyway, let's not get into this right now. Anyway, yeah. So I I probably I would probably say that Elden Ring will win it, but I I don't I don't agree with some of the noms on it. So I'm not, I'm really down the middle with that one. Okay. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Two Nintendo nominations for RPG. Very interesting. Um, right, best action adventure. This is a strong category. We've got a Plato Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Tunic. I mean... I mean... This is Horizon's one and only win. Do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. That's so interesting. I don't think it is. I think Horizon's one and only win... It's art direction. Oh, I've got another spanner on that one. <laughs> Listen, you haven't even played Horizons uh, from Forbidden West. You piss off. Yes, I and, have. I've played two played hours. Half an hour. Opened it. I've played two hours. <laughs> I think God of War is going to sweep this one. I like, like, yeah, because it's mm. a- it's action, it's adventure, like you're crossing the realms, bro. Like, <laughs> is is horizon and action it, it yes. is yes it is an action adventure game, it's yeah. straight up adventure as well yeah it's like the adventure. most action adventure in this category no it's not well well cat has come on fire <laughs> and i like it <laughs> ready to fight 
don't, don't, <laughs> like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm literally, I, I'm on a mount as much as Aloy is. I love that fucking game. I played it so slowly just so I didn't have to finish it. It was like when you have a last rollo and you suck it. That's what I did to Horizon. But wow. uh, being 27 hours or 15, however many hours I'm in to God of War action adventure i just think i think of god of war if it's just oh, no, adventure god I think... of war is gonna win it because if it's yeah. gonna win potentially game of the year it will win this category hmm. do you think it's gonna well i thought you thought Elden ring was gonna win this um game of the year. We'll, 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 we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it we're doing the backwards okay, yes uh, yeah, okay sg what, what i'm saying is if it's nominated <laughs> in both god of war is the standout one that is the most likely to sweep both so therefore it's likely to win this one now are you um are you using your headset because you're very quiet now for some reason um no i'm not do you want me to run down and go get it no that's no it's okay now if you can get yeah maybe it needs to be a little closer to the mic i will hold it to my mouth hello <laughs> <laughs> there you go perfect <laughs> okay, I will be like this for the next four days. <laughs> Pretend you're a commentator of a sports event. You'll be fine. <laughs> or like a news weather reporter. Hello, and I'm in depth in my room. And today we're discussing <laughs> <laughs> the heated fire of the game nominations. No, I'm kidding. Right. Um, I'm going to say I think Ragnarok will win. I think it should be Requiem. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I feel like, I feel like Requiem is going to get a massive snub. Throughout, yeah. Requiem's gonna win nothing, yeah. but it yeah, should. it's gonna get all the noms but not win any. But I'm glad it has got noms, nom, nom, yeah. nom, and it's great to see Tunic and Stray next to freaking God of War and Horizon, yeah. Um, amazing. because Tunic is such a fantastic game, so yeah, quite enjoying that. Aren't they You've got three of their um exclusives up in that, indeed, indeed. Um, right then, best action. This is where we differentiate action adventure with action. <laughs> um, Bayonetta 3, which we're all allowed to like again. Just, just to remind <laughs> it's um, allowed to win it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, oh. uh, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Miles, where are you going on this one? Do you know this really breaks my heart because Bayonetta 3 will and should win this because the depth of its combat is unbelievable because I've played the original Bayonetta and I know how good the Bayonetta 3 is. But I fucking love Neon White and I desperately want Neon White to win it. Um, but I think if we're talking about action game, it will be Bayonetta 3. I think of all the ones there, it's the clear winner. Neon White could take it, man. I, I hope so. I, know. I, I want it to. I really, really want it to. Um, but I just feel like for this genre, they normally pick a game like Devil May Cry or Sekiro won it in like 2019. Um, they go for games with like that level of depth of like crazy intermingling weapons and stuff. And Bayonetta 3 has all of that. Yeah. 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 And you can summon giant ass demons to stomp enemies. Like it's it's just too good not to. <laughs> <laughs> but I love neon white, and if that wins, I will be very very happy. I'd love to see uh, Terrors on there again. Um, Shredder's Revenge was a great game. Uh, seafood. It makes more sense here than it does in fighting. I think for sure. Yes. Um, Modern Warfare Two probably hasn't got a chance because it's probably going to sweep up somewhere else. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's between neon white and Bayonetta. To be honest. Think so too. Um, any thoughts on this one, Kat? Um, having not played the Bayonetta games, I can't kind of accurately judge. I predicted COD just because I think it's done so well in the recognition of being the best campaign for a long time. Sure. Uh, so that was my that was my guess, but that's simply because I just haven't played like Bayonetta. I know a lot of people are mad. It's a huge, huge 
fan following community mm-hmm. i know that it's not a fan like mostly a fan based award ceremony but it's you know mm. that <laughs> indeed um okay i'm gonna go neil white let's just let's, let's throw Ooh. a crazy one in yeah oh, miles would love it i would I'm go neil I... white yeah why not i think it has been i honestly think it's been too controversial I think Keely's going to stay far away from that. Mm, yeah, true, 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 yeah, you can imagine it's not going to go down too well, yeah. even though it's not the game's fault at all. And I will feel a bit sorry for the devs if it doesn't win it on that grounds because it looks like an absolutely superb game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, right, the best VR slash AR game. We've got After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. Um, this is awkward because I haven't played any of these yet. I really 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 want to play among us vr that sounds like the tits and (laughs) it has come a long way did anyone see the clip on twitter today yeah i was chasing a kid (laughs) uh, among us vr it's it's gonna win (laughs) it's gonna win i hope so that'd be super cool that was gonna be my point of i just want among us vr to win it for that clip i want them to just show that clip when they win it yeah I love that they fully 3D'd the maps in Among Us. and Yeah, it looks sick. It really does look cool. Yeah. Um, so it might take it just due to its popularity. Yeah, I think so too. Um, after the fall, I've heard good things about that. Uh, Moss Book 2, I don't know if it's as good as the first one. No, didn't review as well. No. So, okay, we'll go Among Us VR for that one. Boom. Something we can all agree on. Yeah, that doesn't very often. for uh, Among Us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, best mobile. Here's one we're all going to agree on. Oh. Um, Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, Tower of Fantasy. Now, I've not played any of these. I don't play mobile games, but all I hear on my feed is how great Marvel Snap is. Yeah. And how addictive it is. Yeah. So, shooing. So, I'm going to go Marvel Snap on this one. Um, I will not ever support the microtransaction horror hell show that is Genshin Impact. Or I thought you were going to say Diablo. Diablo Diablo then, like the 200 grand that you've got to spend to just get it all. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'm going to go Marvel Snap. Purely because I just hear good things about it, not just like, oh, microtransaction is crazy. I hear that it's a genuinely good game. Yeah, it's not pay to win at all. So I love that. Uh, Right, best community support. Presented by Discord, um, Apex Legends, Diablo 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. I'm not quite sure how we choose this one. Ugh. But um... I say No Man's Sky has managed to fix itself after years of being crap. So, you know. <laughs> yeah, and also, right. the devs worked a lot with the community to actually like make it, and the community did flock back to it. So I think of, it's the nicest story of them. Mm. That's a good point. It's been like there. It's been at the Game Awards for like six years, I swear. Yeah, it's like every year. For <laughs> every single year now. It is, Sean it Murray's is, like... <laughs> it is ongoing game like every year, and it's community support every year. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it could be that or Final Fantasy fourteen. Mm. I don't know what the community support is like for Fortnite, to be honest. No. I think Epic don't really listen. I think they're just going to do their own thing. Yeah, they yeah. don't have to do anything. They just make stuff and people buy it and play it. <laughs> yeah. And also as well, like, it's so flawlessly flawless. Like, barely anything ever goes wrong with Fortnite. It's so fucking smooth that, you know, you're very unlikely to need it. It's true. Yeah. It's true. 
powerful when they say you're a nurse the cobra dmr and oh super- mate but the thing is i'd say the only thing is, is that they don't update you that they're doing shit like that mm-hmm. like there's mm-hmm. no like hey by the way uh today we did this and uh you're gonna be really pissed but never mind like we have to find out for yourself and that's why it doesn't win best community support because exactly because yeah. it's not communicating it's community mm-hmm. support you get good fortnite community support and then you'll win stuff on that note as well, why the fuck is Destiny 2 up there when it's currently in its like most criticised state in terms of the PvP of it? I feel like they've really shut the bed with putting Destiny 2 on there because the community are up in arms at the moment. Oh, so. it's, it's, it's back and forth though. It's gone up again because the stuff that they vaulted that you can't play through, even if you pay for it, is coming back. So, it, I don't know. They do listen to the people, which I think is why. Um, but yeah, they're just their decisions have been pretty crap. Does make me laugh though. Oh, we fixed a shit decision we made. So now you love us again. Okay, cool. Best community support because we fucked it up in the first place and then fixed, fixed our own problems. <laughs> and what is interesting is that Fall Guys isn't on here. And they're, I think, are very good at what they do. Yes. They're very, true, they're very yeah. communicative and their Twitter continues to be hugely entertaining. Yeah. So yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, well. Uh, right, we've got best debut indie. So we have Neon White, yet again, um, Norco, Stray, Tunic, or Vampire Survivors, another good category. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It's Vampire Survivors. Oh. Okay, someone said Stray, someone said Vampire Survivors. Yep. Hmm. I'm sorry, we waited for the cat game for like a whole year and a half. It's Stray. Yeah, you, did, you didn't like oh, it that much. Get... No, it was a fine <laughs> game. It's fine. But yes, the... but Vampire Survivors is some some people's game of the year. Listen, Kanye West. Okay, it's the cat game. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Neon White is one of my game of the year. Hey, Neon White was the best game in the continent. <laughs> hey, cat, I'm really happy for you, and I'll let you finish. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish. <laughs> But, but Vampire Survivors is the greatest game of all time! <laughs> the greatest of all time! Uh, Vampire Survivors is fucking superb. Yeah, um, a lot, you know, I've not ever heard a bad thing about it, but I think, like, with the amount of hype around the cat game, come on. Yeah, Tune League is also very good. Um, not Neo- that much hype, though, because it released for free. If it wasn't on the subscription, I don't think it would have Ooh, been interesting. Insane. No, Miles, that was just you, because you were like, I don't think the cat game looks cool. You're the only person in the entire world that didn't like the look of the cat game. We didn't know it was going to be on Plus until like two weeks before it came out. Exactly. Thank you, Ross. Suck it, Miles. Fiery tonight. (laughs) Hit me. No, I'm kidding. Don't hit me. Whoa, okay. I'm I'm sensitive. (laughs) With the Saturn Alien mask. I'm the problem, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, also Neon White. Miles, what do you reckon? Neon White, Vampire Survivors? I did like like Vampire Survivors, but I can't go against Neon White. I gave it a 10 out of 10, so I've got to stick with my guns on that one. Okay. I'm going to give Vampire Survivors. Yeah. Oh, I thought, I thought you might. Ethan Lawrence will be very pleased. Stray is, Stray is a very close second. Uh, but I've not yet played Neon White. Though. It's not a winner. Um, I don't, I, <laughs> it's I, sorry, Josh, go on. It's the only one that's. It's the only get time it's uh, nominated, and mm. there is so much, you know, critical reception to it that it's hard not to give it to the only category it's in. <clears throat> I also think uh, Tunic should be up there as well, and Stray isn't gonna. I don't think it's gonna win anything because it's 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 in really tough categories. Yeah, 
uh, which is a shame because it deserves to, but it's it's tough. And like, like this one, best indie. This is this is just insane. Uh, Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. I mean, that's just insane. How do you choose one game out of that? <laughs> They're all I, great games. I wouldn't be surprised if Stray won it, but my favourite to win it would be Cult of the Lamb. Same. You sticking with Neon White, Mars? I am. Um, I think Devolver do do well in these categories, though. I have a sneaky feeling Cult of the Lamb might, might sneak it, but out of my choice, it would be Neon White. Okay. I'm going to go Tunic. It's got to win something. I hope so. <laughs> got to give it one of them. Yeah. Uh, best ongoing game. Apex Legends, Destiny 2, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, Genjin Impact. I think we all know where we're going here. Fortnite! Fortnite! <laughs> it's not going to win because it never does. But Fortnite... I think Final Fantasy might win this because it had a big expansion not very recently, but not too long ago that was very highly appreciated. So I have a sneaky feeling that might take it. Same. Hmm. I'm thinking Destiny 2. I mean, the next Destiny 2 pack, the one that looks like fucking Blade Runner. Um, is that it's, how it, is it? it's January, isn't it? It's not coming out before the Game Awards. Yeah, which is a shame because mm. I reckon if that came out before... This would be maybe it's one shot. Yeah. And Apex. I don't know about Apex. I don't really follow it anymore. Yeah, I don't follow Apex anymore. But maybe that's testament to how not very ongoing it is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I must still have an audience because it's obviously still going strong. But, hmm. Yeah, Final Fantasy fourteen is probably a good shout. But it would be nice to see Fortnite win something, even if everyone hates it, but everyone loves it because it keeps... He keeps getting nominated for things like this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. Games for Impact. We have a memoir, Blue, As Dust Falls, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I was a teenage exo colonist. I nearly played that, but I didn't because I don't have a PC. Apparently, it's supposed to be quite good. Yeah, I've heard it's very um, progressive as well. But I think that MMR Blue will win because everybody loves to have the sads. True. True. I feel like Sean would be the expert in this category. Mm. Yeah, 1,000%. I think he's he's actually played a couple of these. Yeah. I feel like we've misjudged As Dusk Falls. I I was going to say As Dusk Falls. Because it seems to be getting was that the comicy booky mm-hmm. kind of yeah I was the one with the art style we hated that, yeah a lot of people absolutely loved the story for yeah, so many reasons oh. which is my only kind of actual pull to play it yeah mm. Mm. and is okay. the only one that I can think of I think a memoir blues had some good stuff but as dust falls had a bit more um, kind of reverence openly with more people i think memoir blue was a bit smaller okay all right um hmm. we'll go for memoir blue and see what happens happens right this is an interesting one best at performance my girl ashley birch for her eyes of Forbidden west charlotte mcburney for a plato requiem uh christopher judge for god of all ragnarok manon gage for immortality and Sonny Siljic for God of War Ragnarok, of course, playing Atreus. Um, is Amicia going to beat Kratos? Amicia! 
<laughs> Probably not. I don't know. I've not played it. God, imagine if Hugo had been nominated. <laughs> Poor guy. He's just, just a human being, but damn, I hate him. <laughs> I'm right in thinking that Ashley Birch won for Zero Dawn, didn't she? I think so, yes. Yeah. So that oh. might put her out of the running for this one. I think Sonny should I get think it. So too. I'd love Sonny Soldier to get it. Uh, after f- following his kind of acting career, mm. like this would be a really cool thing to add to his kind of accolades for the game. Um, but I've got Man Engage for Immortality. Um, I think one, because it's an FMV and it's more kind of acting as oh, opposed to voice sure. acting. Okay. Mm. There's a bit more of a performance you see as the, for the, from the person themselves. Sure. Um, and I've heard it's very good as well. So that those are my reasons for that. But yeah, I think Sonny's, I don't know how far, I'm not going to spoil it, obviously, but I think that Sonny's performance in God of War is a lot of the reasons why there's high scores i think actually he mm. pulls it really far up there's so much character development for sunny and atreus um in this that he does it so well and you can really like hear all of the emotion like being a voice actor is fucking hard like you were saying josh actually i think one of the voice actors should get it because of fmv you have body language you have facial mm-hmm. expression and although you're mo-capped for the for the digital stuff it's you've got to portray so much more in your voice and i think yeah. that as young as he is, I think it's such an achievement that he's yeah. on the list. Um, yeah, I think it's fabulous. I think he's like 17, so this yeah. would be... Um, All power like, to him, I hope he wins yeah. it. Alright, I'll play uh-huh. more than 15 minutes of God of War. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I think that was a, a perfectly fine assessment. Let's go for Sunny. Go for Sunny. But I hope Charlotte Burberry also gets a look in as well, because she's great as Amicia. Amicia! Hugo! What is that smell? <laughs> oh, I can't get it out of my nostrils. Yeah, that's I'm from, oh, wow. <laughs> that's from the that's from the first one because she's not French in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it wasn't a great impression of Amicia. Right? I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I think it was a perfect impression of uh, a French person. But I've just heard that they completely lost the accent in the second. Oh wow! One. I can do a French accent. I'm putting that on my CV. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. We oui, we oui. send that after the show reels. Thank you very much. Um, right, best audio design Call of Duty, Wonder Warfare 2 Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok Gran Turismo 7, Horizon Forbidden West I'm going to say this is where Cod comes through Because if you got with, he- with headphones on, there's just nothing more immersive Than a Call of Duty game Yeah, And the, the audio is such a strong part of that Yeah, that was my first instinct um, And I know it's won it before which was my only reason of maybe going with GT7. Um, mm. But how good a car is going to sound? <laughs> it's my <laughs> only question. <laughs> this was the exact thinking today. I was like, oh, probably fucking like the car one will win it. But then again, like, how awesome can a car sound for yeah. 20 hours at a time? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was my exact thinking too. Yeah. And I think when it says audio design, like, it's, it's not necessarily kind of the ambiance of kind of the surround sound but just the clacks of the guns and the variety of those mm. whether it's with a silencer with the you know different type of gun like that's yeah. why it won it the first time is because of that r- range that it had i just remember playing the um you remember miles there's a section in Modern warfare 2 where you're on a ship and there's loads of things like falling around you got to avoid them in order to you know not die 
Yeah, the cargo oh, containers. The cargo containers. In with headphones, that was just so much fun. It is amazing because you can hear them go behind you and around you, and you know where to move. And it's um, it was just such a brilliant moment. But you know, Horizon Forbidden West, every single machine has got a different sound. They all sound completely unique. Um, you know which one's coming at you just from the sound of them. And I think that deserves props as well. Yeah. There's not much else going on, really. You can only really hear the sound of the machines in Horizon. Yeah. Um, there's not much else going on, um, aside from giant horns. I do agree with um with Call of Duty, just on the basis of I think it's like the third mission, um, the one where there's the helicopter crash and it's at night and you have to clear those couple of buildings <clears throat> and like you're like creeping around the corridors and you can hear every movement, you can hear every little clack of something. There's just something so incredibly immersive about its sound design that like whips you into its world and i feel like the other games have good sounds and good music but call of duty nails the design element of like the 3d audio using sound cues as part of gameplay and like immersion um i think of them i would probably pick it as well i'm a little bit surprised that elden ring is on here because while it does have good sound it's not on a par with call of duty in terms of that game sound design in that way what about um ragnarok yeah I've not played it. <laughs> ah. Yet. Oh, I will. That's why he said cut. Ha-ha. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Because um, <laughs> I am called cut. Um, I'm trying to think, and it's like, it's difficult because I'm so immersed in the story that I... But actually, they do very good, like, audio... Like, <laughs> oh, oh, no, I know, really? I know, I know, I know, I know, I was just, I'm trying to think about like the places that you meet, and actually, like, it's got very recognizable stuff. So, like, you always know when Sindri or Brock are nearby, always. Like, that's it's that kind of like audio design. Actually, when you when you're in the, yeah, I'd say it's pretty decent. Actually, there's a lot of ambience, there's a lot of like when you're in the snow, you're in the snow, and when you're in like bustling kind of environments with with lots of people in. It never fails to lose that. When yeah. that, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I left this one blank and I don't know why. I think I just accidentally missed it. So I would, yeah, it's a tricky one, this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go COD because I know it's one before, but I think, it's just, I think it's just COD unbeatable. Is a good shout. Yeah, I think COD is a good shout. It's so immersive. I think it's, mm. yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with that. Um, best score and music. Uh, we have a Plato Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Metal Hellsinger, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Something that is remarkable about God of War is its soundtrack, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> but Metal Hellsinger getting this would be awesome. Yeah, I think so. It so. would. I would really love that. I fucking love that soundtrack. I think it's another case of it's only nominated in this category. Why not vote for this one so it gets a win? Yeah. And the game is built around it as well. Literally the whole gameplay. Like, it'd be silly. Like, it'd be snubby not to give it to them. Yeah. What about uh, the soundtrack to Elden Ring? Miles, is is it memorable in, in, in kind of any real way? So the thing with Souls is their main title like themes are always like amazing, but the rest of the music in the game is like the boss music is always great, but you don't notice it because you're in the thick of like getting battered constantly. Mm. But I will say there are some tracks like um, across Souls games that always do stick out. I just think it's not quite 
consistent enough within their game itself for people to really like acknowledge it like that. Whereas like God of War's like each track is very distinct and whatever. Um, and people know it straight away. Whereas Elden Ring, you'd know the main theme probably, but you probably wouldn't know like a boss theme unless you've played the game like 600 times. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just not quite like distinctive enough in that way to be on there. Um, yeah. But I can also mm. see why it is on there because some of the tracks across Souls games, they're like very orchestral and that tends to always do well with like big bombastic orchestral scores. Um yeah, I, I can see why it's on there, but I think compared to the other nominees, I don't think it will, nor should it win this one, personally. Yeah, I cannot I... wait for the medley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a Playtale's score is just sad. Oh, I bet it's really pretty, though. It's it's gorgeous, but it's just pure sad. It doesn't, doesn't make you happy in any way. It's not really supposed to, I guess, but it's like it's just so it's so melancholy. You're like, oh yeah, we're back to back to a playtale again. <laughs> now I'm sad. <laughs> back to pure sadness for 20 hours. Fantastic. <laughs> After depression. Um, okay, so we'll go for Bell Helsinger on that one then. Woo! Yeah. I'd really like it to win it. I love that soundtrack. Yeah. Even if Troy Baker ruins it with his narration. But yeah. uh, never mind. Um, best art direction. Um, Elden Ring, God of War, Horizon, Scorn. Getting his first nomination and a stray. Hmm. Ding Let's fight Josh. What's your answer? <laughs> Don't say Elden Ring. No, this is my curveball. This is stray for me. Really? Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, okay. So I go for stray now. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I think there's a lot to it just outside of the game from the concept art to kind of the creation of it that just. There was a lot to it, um, and I know I don't think you get to see or appreciate it as much because of the perspective of the cat. But if you really try and find it and look around, it's pretty impressively designed. Um, I think I can say the same with Scorn, but it is kind of an interpretation of two other existing artists that have like already done that genre. So mm. it's, whilst it is very you know, artistically creative, it is riffing off someone else's work, which I don't think it should get all the merit for because it is, you know, yeah, it's inspired by. Yeah. Uh, whereas Stray feels very original and I don't think it's going to win anything else, but it deserves a win and I think it should fit in this. I like that. Stray, it, it, it does have a very unique art style. That's, that's absolutely guaranteed. Um, it's one of the things I love, I love about it the most, especially the design of the robots and their um, their faces, their emoji faces. Um, that's a good shout. I mean, Horizon is gorgeous as well. I know, and I see what you're saying, Josh. I do think actually it's it's very clever. It's very like it's it's very graphically well done. Even each environment is is really it's not necessarily different, but there is a lot of differences from the gel cell to the sewers, you know, to the city itself. I think it's I think it's wonderful and you know a solid second in my opinion um <laughs> just based on the forbidden west i think that trailer that we first ever saw that first 20 minute kind of state of play that we ever saw we were all like <gasps> this that the other oh my god she has the daisy thing oh my god she has you know look at the beaches look at the water oh my god she can swim look at the you know, the clearness of everything that you can see and my note was 
this surely needs to go to Horizon. The machines, the environments, yeah. the forbidden West. Like, mm, yeah. there's so much diver- Like, it's such depth, and I think there's such mass environment and such mass art from mountains to desert to tropical beach to underwater to the they recreate vegas years later like this is like Mm. set in whenever whatever the fuck year um and you go to like derelict vegas and it's amazing um and on and i just think like wow like the time and the the actual detail like it looks like you're walking on actual sand it is crazy like the rock face detail and everything like i just i think you have a really good point with stray i just think that against horizon that's a that's a tough feat mm. yeah and if i played more than two hours of it i probably <laughs> maybe <laughs> yeah, you probably so agree I, <laughs> yeah. yeah but i there, there's some there's like a distinction between kind of capturing what Horizon is is kind of photorealism, really pretty, and then Stray kind of going for its own di- direction artistically that leads me towards that. I do get, I completely understand what you're saying. I think as well, like they had to come up with a whole new bunch of machines, and that's yeah. art direction and yeah. whole new yeah, island. Right. And Spider Man Two is probably going to be still based in the same, like not Spider Man Two, Mars Morales was still based in the same you know environments whereas like horizon did completely swipe you know zero dawn's locations um it's just kind of like that's how you do a sequel yeah um but no i completely i do think it'd be a shame to see stray fall down the wayside uh but i just think in this category it's it's up against some some heavy hitters Mm. that is a passionate passionate plea i respect that um Last night, it, I um, oh. not last night, but a couple of nights ago, I was playing Forbidden West, and I met a Trevor Tusk for the first time. Yeah, are they fucking sick? And they're just so fucking cool. Fucking uh, huge as well. I turned on photo mode, and I was like, I'm going to just get a nice look at this guy. Yeah. And you just sort of zoom in, you see all the detail. It's extraordinary. It is and incredible. You're like, yeah, this this is unreal. I do think it might be the only one that Horizon wins, which is such a shame. Mm. But yeah, we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Miles, do you have any counter arguments for anything else? Um, I feel like Saturnalia should be on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really, really do. If Saturnalia was on here, it would get my vote. Um, that's like a very biased opinion. I think Stray, as much as it looks gorgeous, I don't think it really has a chance of winning this up against the animation quality of the other games on here. I thought mm. Scorn for a moment had an outside shout, but I think the problem with that is that the game's quite gross and disgusting, so people won't vote for it on that, on that <laughs> front. Because I played like 45 minutes of Scorn. The game itself sucks. I hated it. But I, it's dripping in atmosphere. Like It's probably one of those atmospheric like experiences I've played all year. And it's not graphically like the best pixel-wise, but in terms of the actual direction and the art, like work that's gone into it i'd say it's really up there and i think it probably won't get as much consideration as it should i think god of war is going to win this just on the strength of its animation and mocap and the performances of the characters um i think beautiful worlds we've gotten a bit used to but games animating the way that i've seen god of war animate still Mm. like amaze people and i think critically i think people will remember god of war because it's come out so recently 
whereas although Horizon looks phenomenal and I think landscape wise is one of the most te- technically impressive you know feats a, a dev team has done I do feel like God of War will win it just for, on the strength of its animation direction and just how beautiful its locations will be I think it'll win a different category for its direction um in my in my opinion um mm. which might leave the door open for Horizon on this one but you know, if if we're talking about games that should be here, I mean, the entropy said there should be best art direction, best narrative, best game direction, <laughs> best everything, best performance, games for impact. Fuck it, why not? You know, <laughs> uh, not even one, not even one nomination. Uh, but right then, uh, so we'll go for her as a collective. We're going to go for Horizon on this one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Um. Right. Best narrative. This might be interesting. A Plato Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon of the West, Immortality. Now, this is interesting because I've only played, let's see, two of these games and I've not finished either of them yet. So I don't know where the story goes <laughs> in either of them. <laughs> um, I think, I don't know. I don't know how to call this. Um, there, was con- there was some controversy, right? Because Elden Ring is here mm-hmm. as best narrative. And people would have like, no. Miles, what what do you say to these people? I'll set my stall out on this, and I know I am in the minority with it, and I'm okay with that. So Bloodborne is one of my favorite stories in a video game ever, and I actually didn't understand a fucking like minute of it while I was playing it. But it has such a rich world lore, and the narrative behind what you're actually doing is so incredibly deep. And Elden Ring is exactly the same. For a lot of the game, I didn't know why I was in this big castle killing this thing or why I was fighting this massive lightning dragon or whatever. And then I went and watched, like like Josh said, you'll go into deep dives of like three hour long YouTube videos explaining what this place is, why this character is so important, why this person's directing you, why your character has so much autonomy in this world and all this kind of thing. And the problem that I think people have with it is it's not narrative in the sense of it's not like cutscenes, it's not people kind of guiding you or telling you what's going on or why it's a game where all the story is told from you figuring out what your environment means and your role in terms of what you are doing um and I really do understand because for me like when I played Dark Souls 1 for the first time I was like I don't I don't get the hype how the fuck are there two hour videos about this game's story like I don't get it but then Bloodborne's drew me in and I watched a lot of Elden Ring stuff and just the richness and the depth like Elden Ring has a history beyond its history like they talk about a time before Elden Ring was even Elden Ring and that's part of its canon like so many games don't have that kind of context and that story behind its world and I think that's why it's been nominated because I think more people have started to be able to kind of delve in a bit more to those kind of things I don't think it will win it and I don't think it should win it on that basis either but I can, from my own perspective, I do feel like the Souls games and Elden Ring have a lot more story or narrative than maybe people give it credit for, um, because you have to work to get it. Like, you have to read item descriptions, you have to pay attention to what's around you. Like, a dead body will be surrounded by items, and if you just walk in and take your item and leave, you're not going to realise what that all means and what it contains. Um, So I think contextually and environmentally, I think it's in a class of its own in terms of storytelling, but in terms of actual narrative of like a story that you follow, lots of people just won't click onto that. And myself included, when I play the game, I never have a fucking clue what I'm doing. It's only afterwards that I'm like, oh, that's cool. That was actually a really big climactic battle. And now I understand why. 
Um, but I do think for this one, I think it'll be God of War. Did anyone else completely shut off while Boss was talking? And I was listening. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my note on this is I think it's hilarious Alden Ring is on this Mars can fucking bite me um, <laughs> God of War should get this but admittedly I've not played Plague I, you know I'd love I really 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 enjoyed the narrative of Horizon like really 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 um, but I really am also enjoying where God of War is going um, and I think it's telling that story and it's showing that narrative in a very, very good way. Very uh, interesting. It's not saturated with cutscenes, which you know some people might feel it. It might be at the beginning, but it's telling you know it's telling a proper story. Um, mm. and it's not you know it's not too evasive, you know it's not, but it keeps you guessing, and it it really explores like the relationships, but not only the relationship between Kratos and Atreus, but the relationship, you know, the ever evolving now relationship with Freya and just even down to the smaller characters, like, like Sindri and Brock and, and some new characters, like, yeah, I, I do think God of War should get it, but um, yeah, but I haven't played Plague yet. So, and I know that Toby made that 10. So I'm sure that maybe mm. the same thing could be said between the characters and the narrative of Amicia and Hugo and their adventures. Yeah, so far it's um, it's very by the numbers, very similar to the first one. Oh, uh, really? But it's um, that's not necessarily it's a bad thing. Still a little twat, then. <laughs> oh yes, of course. Um, and it's causing all sorts of problems, and it's very frustrating. Oh, oh fuck but, it! Um, It'd just be better if he was dead, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would really. Would. Amicia's life would be so much easier. That's the thing. It's like, and and I think it's really interesting when they make you dislike a character or kind of find a character irritating in the first one, and really shine a light on them in the second one. And to be honest, that's my opinion of what they've done to Atreus. I didn't really fucking. I just wanted to boot kick him in the sea last time. I was like, shut <laughs> up, whiny, like pubescent little boy. Like, but boy, that's a boy. Um. But no, I, I think they've really, they've really amped it up. So, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. I didn't really shut off Mars. I was only joking. I was listening to you intently. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm just ballistic. <laughs> um, Josh, any counter arguments there? Uh, God of War, I think, is the popularity vote. Um, but I feel like there could potentially be a curveball with the immortality somehow. Interesting. Only because I think God of War. Is cleaning up shop in other places, um, but yeah, I think story is kind of the biggest thing for God of War, uh, and it's the most popular and the most recent. So maybe it probably will. And also the last in the series ever. I just remembered that they're not doing any more, are they? Of God of Wars, they might, but like it's a different. It'll be a God of War, but it won't be like Cory Barlog. It won't be like Norse mythology. Yeah, they were War. like it was. It might be like Egypt or somewhere else like that. But yeah, yeah. they're not going to. Uh, Spoilers. Uh, they're not going to stop milking this. That's not a spoiler. That's that's literally like yeah, game he said knowledge. it in the pre-release. Yeah. Like, Ragnarok really happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll it go for Ragnarok. Um, best game direction: Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. I think this is another one that God of War has got yeah. wrapped up in a bow. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm assuming Ragnarok still has the no loading screens tech that the first one did. Yeah, all yeah. one shot. Because that's that's just that's just magical. Yeah, 
And I'm assuming that they've carried that on for the next one. And so if that is the case, that's such a cool feat of engineering. And I just, yeah. Yeah, they've done that. And in light of the first 10 minutes of a game, it did something game direction wise where it even threw me through a loop and I was not expecting it that quickly. And I just laughed because I was like, fucking hell, like this is just insane. So yeah, I think it's got a war. Anyone else? What do you reckon? Um, so the the actual like um, definition for this is best vision of innovation with design, and uh, I think that that should go to Elden Ring just because of what people have been saying about the innovation between these Souls games. So the Souls games were very linear; they were very like you go here, you do that, you do that, you get to that campfire, and you and you die a fucking bunch of times. Whereas this innovation of making it open world, making it more accessible, I'd say more accessible, you know, as accessible as it possibly can be being a Souls game um, and that having that design and, and really opening up that linear to a much wider world, I think maybe does deserve some some credit because it's not, I, I would say Horizon, I'd love Horizon to win it, but it's not innovative of design anymore because... We know the we know the you know the crack, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? We know it's a bunch of machines. So like there is innovation in like you said, the tremor tusks and the snake and the environment and stuff like that. But you know, that's that's all down to art as well. So oh, I don't know. So I think the vision to open up a a, a genre, I guess, a quote unquote genre for what people are like, there's no genre. Um <laughs> but uh to open that up to something completely new, I think deserves a little bit of a pack on the back. Fair enough. And all right. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, I don't think we'd agree on one of our Elden Ring. <laughs> <laughs> but um I I do agree. I think on this one, I think this was the one that stood out for me that Elden Ring probably has some of the best chance of winning just Same. because its world was so massive. It opened up a genre to a completely new format and did it so impeccably well in a lot of ways. Um, and it was seismic. People really took to this game in ways that they hadn't really taken to a Souls game before. And there are some of the areas that are just incredibly well-designed, well-made. And to bring a world of that scope and that depth to life in that way, I think... I, I find it hard to look past it, but I've not played God of War yet. So I think for me, that would be its only proper contender. Um, like Kat said, I think Horizon's been done before and we know Horizon... And although this world is beautiful, it's just a big, beautiful world, but doing a lot of the same core stuff we have done before. Um, whereas Elden Ring felt like a whole new experience of a genre I've played multiple times. Um, so yeah, I think Elden Ring might sweep, might sneak this one. Hmm. I'm going to say we've got a war, but yeah, Elden Ring, I'll be, yeah, I'll be happy to see Elden Ring take it um, for those reasons, definitely. Um, well, I mean, I suppose the outsider is stray in this one. Um, that would be pretty sick if it took it. It would be pretty cool if it won it, actually. You know, I'd like to see Stray potentially yeah. get up higher on that one. And finally, game of the year we've got a Plato Requiem, Elden Ring, Ragnarok, Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Because they had to put one Nintendo game in there, I suppose. <laughs> um, game of the year. I mean, my game of the year is not on here, so that saddens me greatly. But what's your game of the year? Sonic Contest. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. I love you. Wow, wow, that really hurt. 
You're really, really coming in hot today, aren't you? Sorry, like, damn. Yeah, yeah. It is. Vicious. Jim's made you angry. Don't go drinking. <laughs> Jim's Good. <laughs> I'm just sitting here hosting a podcast I'm again. Sorry, I'm, I, didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. If you weren't with Jim, you'd know about his thoughts on Sonic Frontiers. <laughs> oh, I read, a, I read a tweet. I've not read the review. I am like two hours in. I'm still at that. I'm still just after that mission that I was screaming about. Oh, fucking. Oh, well. Anywho, it's not about something. Anyway, what is your what was your game of the year that's not on here? Uh, the Entropy Center. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I think it's a masterclass in everything it's trying to do, and I think it's a lot more original and unique than Horizon West Stray and Plague Tale put together. Oh, okay. So fuck you, Jeff Keighley. But anyway, we got to stick with what we have. So, uh, game of the year. Where do we think it's going? Is it is it a, is it nailed on for God of War or Elden Ring? I think it's Elden Ring. I, I think, think Elden, Elden Ring's going to get, yeah. get it, but I don't think it should. I think it's going to be uh, between best game direction and game of the year. There'll be alternate, alternate record. Yeah, that's, a, that's a shout, you yeah. know. Yeah, I think so too. If, if it's not one of, it will be the other. And I think yeah. game direction is got a war for me. So I think Elden Ring's the game of the year. I think Sekiro won it. So they're not adverse to giving it to those. I, I, it's not even niche at this point, kind of the soul genre. Um, it's like it's a, such a popular game now, and I think it's just opened the door like tenfold this time mm. to the point where it's like there's no going back after Elden Ring. Like this was a a game changer mm. for the for the series as a, as a whole. So it was another Breath of the Wild moment, wasn't it? Where like in that yeah. year, you yeah. could just see Breath of the Wild was nailed on to win almost everything it could, mm, and sure. Elden Ring feels that same way of like you said, Josh, because it's like smashed open the doors for everyone to play it. It's really hard not to see it winning mm. this time because it's just completely shifted the goalpost. But my game of the year is not on there either, which is sad. Yeah. What's that, Nadia? Yeah, or Neon White, either or. My game of the year is on here, but I don't think it'll win. I think Elden Ring will win for all of the reasons that you've said, uh, but my personal choice would probably be Horizon. Yeah, I need to get further into it. Yeah. I can't wait to finish Horizon. I'll be like, I fucking finished Horizon. I just fucking <laughs> love her. I love the game, and I'm so excited that, you know, we're still in our, like, God of War 2018, you know, area where there is one more still left. Yeah. And we get all the hype of the title and the this. And the, oh, I just, I can't wait. Bring it. Bring it. I need yeah. to get back to it. Think... Shut up, Miles. You deleted it the other day. I did. I had to make space for God of War. I haven't played it for three months. I've played 20 hours of it. And I was like, I haven't gone back. So. Honestly, I was so disappointed. Whereas me, I refused to like explore the map a bit more because I didn't want to see it for the first time. I was like, no, because then that map has been seen for the first time. Honestly, such loser. <laughs> Oh my god! Just like Horizon, That's... losing in most of its categories. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Wow! It still gets best action adventure. No, it won't. No, it won't. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. Yeah. Oh man, Ashley Burch isn't even going to win, is she? No. Oh god. Yeah, oh, dear. Good old God of War Ragnarok. Coming around saving the day. The game's been out for what four days, five days? Yeah. Look at it, just storming the game wards. That's bullshit. 
Sony must be laughing though. They've had a good year, and the fact that Stray's done so well is actually it's nice. Even though I didn't think Stray was absolutely incredible, I did really enjoy it. But it's nice to see a game that's you know a bit more out there doing really well. I know it takes two won it last year, but that was just really weird. <laughs> Do you think reviews came out so early for it to reach this nomination bid? Very strange, you mean? Yeah, perhaps. For God of War, because obviously there was quite a yeah. big period between, because I know Ross is saying about Entropy Center, those reviews didn't hit till closer towards the game. Maybe it missed the boat, because, or it's just a bit more of a, a smaller title for kind of, you know, that God of War takes the place of. Yeah, but, the Entropy Center is still, hasn't really hit a mainstream audience. No, it will, though. I think it will be a sleeper hit. Mm, um, I hope so. But yeah, possibly they kind of churned out these. I think there was just there's absolute confidence in it as well, mm-hmm. um, rightfully so. So the first God of War was the same. They released it like three, four weeks early for reviewers to then put the reviews out like three weeks early, and it just mm-hmm. builds up so much hype around it that I think you know, and the fact that it's just come out just before the awards themselves just does make such a big difference. Because um, I think that's what helped the twenty. Got to be on people's minds, you know, like yeah. Like Horizon, as as good as it is, like it's it was just so long ago, and there's been so many games since, not even not even uh, including the ones that weren't nominated whatsoever, and yeah. being absolutely uh, outstanding games. So yeah, well we, we shall see on December eighth with the Game Awards. We'll of course be doing a reaction podcast to it um, if we can find the time and if we're all available. <laughs> but yeah that is always the plan as we do every year um so yes to look out for that around about that time um i should stress our god of war ragnarok review is now live on fingers.net um toby says it is an incredible adventure from beginning to end god of War ragnarok is epic in scale and nuanced in character its combat and gameplay haven't changed much but why fix almost peerless systems ragnarok is an absolute must play on the ps5 and a worthy contender for game of the year so Toby's very happy with Ragnarok and probably happy that it's getting all these massive nominations and we'll probably be very sad when Elden Ring beats it at the Game Awards on some point, but we shall see. Um, right then, let's move on to our recommendations, if we have time. Let's get through them really, really quickly because we have been sat here for a while. Uh, Josh, your recommendation. Oh, uh, my recommendation. I said quickly, Josh. I'm sorry. Go to someone else, please. <laughs> Miles, your recommendation. Floodland. It's a colony sim strategy game where you play in a devastated earth that's been flooded and you have to rebuild society. It's really fun. You should play it, but make sure you have a good rig. You need 16 gigs of RAM. Otherwise, you're going to have a tough time. What's the name of that again? Floodland. Floodland. Oh, Floodland. Yeah, yeah. 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 Excellent game. Give it a shout. Fantastic. Uh, Kat, your recommendation? My recommendation is Giant Warburton Crumpets. Yes. (laughs) A crumpet is flies in your face. I saw them. There was seventy-five p in Tesco. I had to put it in my face, so I I did it. It was great, good time, loved life. Gonna have one in a minute. Eat them with Nutella on top. Don't at me. Actually, do at me when you try it and you think that they were gonna be shit because they're the best. Cup of tea with Nutella and crumpet, the best. I'm especially with a giant crumpet. Okay, talk to me later. Love you. Okay, great. Um, Josh, what's your recommendation? <laughs> Okay, my recommendation is a film called Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, Pete Davidson's in it, so love him or hate him, it's pretty funny. Uh, they play a game which is basically werewolves, or werewolf within it, depending where you're from. So someone's a killer. Uh, 
the rest of them have to run away from this person. It's a house party. Someone actually dies. Who is it? Fuck knows. Very funny. Good film. Love me some Pete Davidson. We should play Werewolf one day. Has anyone played the board game in like one night in Werewolves? Because it's fucking great. No. Oh, that's my recommendation next week. I'll talk about it later. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. crumpets. Uh, my re- recommendation is uh, the Real McCoys steak chips, like hot ones you can put in the oven. And they, <gasps> they're like chips, what? but they're McCoys steak and they're fucking perfect. 10 out of 10, no notes. I love them. You can get them exclusively at Iceland. Go get them. They're amazing. Or the Space Raiders potato smileys. Nah, they're not as good. They taste like onions. Also kind of good, but not as good as like real McCoy's actual steak, actual chips. I'm definitely with you on those ones. Yeah. Or the Hulu ones, also very good. Yeah, true. God, I love Iceland and all their random shit they do. Oh, and the Lewis Capaldi pizzas. God, bit of a tangent, but they're fucking banging as a frozen pizza. Oh, Lewis Capaldi. You just had to mention that name, didn't you? Sorry, was he someone you loved? I was getting used to... Oh, you made the joke before me! Damn it! I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. That was so smoothly done as well. He completely ripped your oh, joke. Just out <laughs> of nowhere. <laughs> Too quick. I'm fast like Sonic. I love it. I'm really pissed off now. Okay, anyway, let's get to uh, out this week. And out this week, we have Call of Duty Warzone 2.0 launching tomorrow. That's November the 16th on all systems. Marty, jumping into Warzone tomorrow? Uh, I actually am going to try this Warzone. I never tried the first one, but I am intrigued to jump in now that I've gotten over my Battle Royale thing. So, yeah, yes. Love that Battle Royale. Cool. I will join you tomorrow night. Woo! Let's do it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I mean, you're carrying me, as you always do, but I'll be there. <laughs> I'll do my best, sir. I'll do my best. I'll be there. Um, the Awakening of Mummies is coming out onto PC. My Fantastic Ranch is coming out on PC and PS4. Um, we had review code for that, but nobody took it for some reason. How bizarre. Um, November 17th sees the release of Ghost Simulator 3 on all the things, along with Crisis 3 Remastered. League, uh, League? League of Legends? League of Legends Wild Rift. Uh, it's coming to Android and iOS. That's going to be fucking massive. So if you're waiting on that, it's not too far away. Um, November 18th sees The Devil in Me, the latest of the Dark Pictures Anthology, come out on PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. Uh, let's see. That's um, well, that's kind of your lot. Um, Resident Evil 3 is coming out on Switch in the cloud. And of course, oh, how can I miss this? November 18th, Pokemon Violet and Pokemon Scarlet come to Nintendo Switch. A very big release for Nintendo. And Marvel Spider-Man, Miles Morales, finally hits PC. Very exciting. If you have a rig that can play Spider-Man, good luck. Um, It's going to be huge. Um, There's a big Day by Daylight release coming next week, guys. Really? Yay. Yeah, it's the night. The night. Oh. I love that you you know nothing about this now these days. I didn't (laughs) even know it was actually being released until Josh mentioned it the other day, and now that you've said it again. I'm not getting to a place where people are mentioning perks on Twitter, and I have no idea what they do, and I'm like, shit. But I'm the only one that's got deleted it. I do crave a game, but I just don't want to fucking be a part of or in presence of absolute bullshit yeah 
<laughs> that's the thing is it used to be so fun and now it's just like completely oh, it's just miserable yeah, yeah it's just like oh, i don't i don't know if i want to, to be disappointed i'd talk to my dad do you know what i mean like <laughs> fucking hell that's a whole other podcast ladies and gentlemen look out for that one coming very, very soon. <laughs> yeah. um anyway we have to go because we, we have to jump into um chomper speedway and get rocket league cars in Fortnite. how oh, yes. very exciting um, but thank you very much indeed for this. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. All of our individual handles are, of course, in the description below. Except for Mars, of course, he's smart and not on Twitter. If you really, really like what we do, you want to follow our Patreon for $1 a month. You can keep this podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But until next time, that's it from us. Thank you very much for listening. I really enjoyed this episode. It's always fun doing the game of the year list. And it's goodbye from Josh Thompson. See you later, everyone. It's goodbye from Kate today to the two Gaby. Bye. And it's goodbye from Miles at Thompson. Farewell. Sorry, I don't think I'm there. Farewell, farewell. Farewell, farewell. And mine is Roscoe. We'll see you next time on the Finger Guns Podcast. 180 of these. 180, can you believe it? Unbelievable.